to episode three of season eight of Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the episode is called The Long Night. Um, I'm Nick. I'm Steve. Hi, I'm John. Okay, before we begin, um, just a bit of fact-checking from last week. Um, I think it was you, Steve, who, who called um, Sam Tarly's sword Heart Seeker or something. I think it was Heart Seeker, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've looked it up. It's actually Heart Bane. There's, there's no other major mistakes like golden compasses. So, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we can carry on. Uh, well, we can get started, as I say. Right. Uh, I've got the synopsis here of the episode. Okay. Um, I already said what it's called in a long night. Yeah. Um, the synopsis is the, the Night King and his army have arrived at Winterfell and the great battle begins. Okay. I'm just going to jump in straight away with just a bit of opinion on the episode. Um, I think I'll be playing Devil's Advocate this week, pretty much. Uh, I enjoyed the episode and everything, but I think I'll probably be more negative than most. Uh, straight off, doesn't need to be 78 minutes long for me, this episode. You know, they've made a big deal about the fact that it's going to be the longest one and, you know, not all this and that. There's a lot of filler in here, I think, that could be trimmed back a little bit. Yeah, you know, definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. Just thought I'd throw that out there at the start. Just to, no, uh, no, I, I, it's a, I agree. Right? Well, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I, I get what you're saying, but I think a lot of the silence and long scenes were like intentionally so in particular at the start there's it's very slow at the start and i feel that helps build I, I tension feel, i feel like that is building the tension isn't it it's yeah. like it's kind of showing you like where the, uh, the the characters are going and where they're going to be and stuff and, and it, like i mean if should we just get started with exactly how it starts off yeah, absolutely yeah, talking it, about yeah. the tension it literally starts off with samuel tarley and um, the first shot is just him shaking while he's being given a weapon like he's shitting his pants <laughs> Um, and then it kind of follows him round for a bit, the camera, and then it mm-hmm. goes from him to Tyrion. I feel like they've done this kind of style a few times, haven't they? Where yeah, like yeah. the camera pans across the, the yeah, main yeah. cast yeah. kind of thing. It goes from him, you see like Lady Mormont in the background sh- yeah, yeah. shouting orders yeah. and stuff. It's literally showing you like all the characters and where they are and where, what they're doing. Kind of. Yeah. It'd be interesting to go back and have a quick check on whether it's literally every siege scene. You know, whether at Castle Black it does the same thing mm, and yeah. at um, King's Landing for the Black Battle, Blackwater. Yeah. I wonder if it does the same thing there, actually. Maybe, maybe, yeah. But it's just I a, like, yeah, I feel like it does, a yeah. usual little, is everyone get ready to yeah. be attacked routine? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, there's, there's another recurring thing that we'll get back onto later on in the, you know, when the battle really gets into it, but they've done they've done this thing a few times as well, so we'll, uh, we'll get back to that, yeah. Uh, like I say, it follows Tyrion. Um, Tyrion gets a big, um, big, um, what is it, sheepskin of wine. Yeah. Um, which I, I found quite funny. Yeah. I think he might get two, actually. I think he does. He, <laughs> he, he, he doubles gets, it up. He does. Because um, he obviously knows he's going down in the crypts and he's, well, he wants to get drunk, doesn't he? There's a couple of like comedy beats later on in there when like he's been put in his place by Sansa or somebody yeah, and he'll yeah. just reach for the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just reach for the wine. <laughs> um, from there, it goes to um, Sansa and Arya on the wall. Um, dragon flies over. Uh, not really much else to say about it, do you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I was loving all this, though, just yeah, in yeah, terms I, of you know, building the tension and stuff. Uh, and let's say the camera pans up and the two dragons fly over. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It kind of, like, uh, just fires everyone up. Yeah, yeah. Literally yeah, fires them up. Definitely, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, then it goes for a shot over the battlefield. And one thing I did notice, which I quite like, because you never see it in Battlefield, there's women everywhere, like in the in, in the Battlefield. Like, if you look, watch Lord of the Rings and stuff, there's no women, is there? Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just quite like that. Yeah. Just, well, I think it's interesting. It's, it's, you see most of the women as part of the free folk. And yeah, I think yeah. it just, it's like, I think we mentioned it last episode where uh, when Tommen's asking Brienne why she's not a knight. 
yeah. and she says, "Oh, it's because of a woman." And he's like, "It's ridiculous." It's like you look at all the unsullied, and obviously that's a special case because yeah, you yeah. know they are all uh, eunuchs. Yeah. Um, but even the even the Dothraki, it's all only the males are the warriors. Mm, yeah. um, and I think in the same way, aside from Brienne, I think most of the you know the Westerosi army are all men. I think the free folk just you know. Everyone's but in the same I, sort of boat. I don't yeah. even know if it was just the wildlings that were in the battlefield. I think like half of like Winterfell's women's were because go down in the crypt. That can't be all the women of Winterfell. No, to be fair, I think you're right. I think it's like they're literally the ones who are unable to. That's fight. what I mean. Like it's just all the like decrepit and like children and stuff. Isn't yeah, it, so. but like the thing Steve mentioned there, like I feel like that is a, a point in the show trying to make. Well, the actual story's trying to make that. It started out being a very male-dominated kingdom, and like we're at the end now, and we've got Cersei in power in King's Landing. We've got Daenerys fighting for the throne. We've got Sansa trying to fight for the North. Do you know what I mean? Like they are placing more, like Brienne is a knight now as well. And like they're placing li- more and more women in positions of power. Like kind of little thing. Lyanna, she was in the exactly yeah. Like, literally, most of the show is dominated by women leaders and stuff now, yeah. isn't it? Lyanna like Mormont might be my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, moving on. Um, John and Danny, um, a shot of them looking over at the battlefield. Um, obviously, last episode, um, D- um, Danny was told by John that he's actually Aegon Targaryen. Um, I, I thought it might have been mentioned at this point, but no, nothing. It's just it's just kind of luck, and then yeah. Well, I thought that was off. quite a smart thing as well. I feel like if they would have had a scene like that going in, that's it's not the time of the place. True, very true. Yeah. But with them both riding the dragons, do you not feel like that was a waste of John? Like, do the yeah, dragons I, I, necessarily I, I, need a rider? They're, they're, no, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, like I get, I get Daenerys because she's <laughs> not a fighter, so true, it's yeah. that or being the crypt. But John, oh, surely, you know, he's a very capable, uh, capable fighter. Yeah, he'd be better in the Godswood waiting for the Night King or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, moving on, um, go back to the battlefield, and uh, you see a horseman walking up. Instantly, I was like, "That's Melisandre." Knew it. Um, and Melisandre does she pop she comes along I, I didn't see this coming at all do you know what I'm with I'm with uh, John here no, that, I mean, that took I mean, me to by fa- surprise to, to be fair it might have been a guess but like as soon as like I saw the horse I was like Melisandre in it it's Melisandre um, and I, I <laughs> when I saw the horse coming up I just thought like is there some kind of like weird undead messenger or something or, like delivering like a message or something but I almost had like Mouth of Sauron vibes. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, like that, an yeah. envoy coming forward. I think, I yeah. think I, the, my, my initial thought was like it might be like a Mouth of Sauron type type thing, but then instantly I was like, oh, it'd be Melisandre, won't it? And turns out it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> um, she, she timed her entrance well, didn't she? she <laughs> I know, yeah. Just, just in. There, just in time. Yeah. Um, and you, she obviously speaks to Jor and says, um, do you speak the Dothraki language? And she likes all of their, I don't know what the weapons are called, but you know, the swords. They're like scythes, aren't they, or something? Yeah. yeah they're, they're, oh, this is going to really, really <laughs> annoy me. I know what that type of sword I, is you, called. You literally said it in the episode. Uh, the traditionally a Egyptian weapon. Oh my God, that's going to really bug me <laughs> for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> maybe think on that one. I'll come back to it. Um, yeah. so she, she does a spell on all the, all the, those weapons and lights them all on fire. You get a, quite a cool shot of all of the weapons, like, going along yeah, being lighting, like, yeah. yeah that's quite cool i thought it, i loved it i thought it was fantastic yeah, yeah. gotta be undermined in about five minutes but uh. yeah i know i know i mean i mean we'll get to it in a bit uh, when we get to it but like I, I feel like the whole purpose of her doing that was just so you can see the next scene like you know just for the effect of the that light, the lighting the that, 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 yeah, that was the whole reason for it yeah. i think what i quite liked as well is when she asked i liked just the pause with jorah 
like yeah. just the way yeah, she asks, yeah. "Do you speak their language?" and just gives like a slight nod. Yeah, and she sort of tells him to that, and he just sort of like you can tell he doesn't really, you know, like what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's just going with it, like yeah. Just <laughs> um, so then um, she she kind of goes past Grey Worm and mutters something in his language. Well, it's Valar Mogulis, isn't it? That's um, the one. Sorry, yeah. yeah, and then he does the repeat, which I can't remember what the repeat is actually. I can't think. Basically, now, the same it? thing, but the second to last word seems. To yeah, be it's 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 like Valar Doris. Yeah, Valar Doris. It'll yeah, be something from, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll check it for next week. We'll <laughs> God, I'm awful for these fat checking bits, aren't I? <laughs> right, um, and so Davos Caesar tells tells them to open the gate. And then he instantly goes down to, to greet her and she says, um, um, no need to execute me, Sir Davos. I'll be dead before the dawn, which we'll get to at the yeah, end. Yeah, we'll get back to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that, yes. Um, pretty much straight after that, um, the Dothraki start charging. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to jump in here. We, we mentioned before the show, I've got a note here. I know this is what the Dothraki do, it's how they fight, but... Don't send them out first, maybe. It's like. a horrible... It's a, I think it's a symptom of the rest of the battle plan. I think in some ways it is literally, how do you fight an army to dead? Yeah. So they're just relying on traditional battle tactics. So true, what yeah. did Africa do? They're, they're, they're a horse-mounted army that charge and yeah. so this god running through enemy ranks. So it's what they do. There's a few bits in this episode, though, where I think that the two on the offensive, you just think, just, just make them come to you. You know what I mean? Like instead of oh, Theon comes to mind, but again, we'll get that to later, that, yeah, to that later on. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're charging forward. Jor and Ghost are also charging forward with them. Yeah, interesting that Ghost is in. Is it like the Vanguard? That, is that what yeah. they call it? That goes out first. The, interesting that Ghost is with them, uh, kind of thing. Like, don't know why. Because I mean, yeah. absolutely no one he's ever been with before is there. He's ne- <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know why, but. Um, and then, then you see a shot of um, like all of them from the behind, and you see all the flames, and then you slowly see all the flames slowly going out. Um, yeah. In the distance. And you see the look on that first Dothraki warrior's face when they actually like meet, hit the uh, the army of the dead. He's like, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just that is, I mean, this episode had some truly fantastic shots in it, like. I know we've joked about on the previous episode and the one before that, that just uh, yourself, John, and Joe did, uh, we joked about the budget problems and stuff like that. I think this episode is why the budget's not been yeah. so good for some of the other episodes. Yeah, but yeah. like just some of the shots in this were great. But that's as the torch, like, well, there's the flaming weapons slowly just blink out one by one. It's I, just incredible. I thought that was a really good shot. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Love that, and again, like when you first see the, the army, they're dead just in a flash kind of thing, attacking the uh, Dothraki. Yeah, yeah, again, I'm jumping ahead here, but in a couple of scenes, time when they uh, they attack the Unsullied, I love that shot as well. Where the Unsullied are trying to stand the ground, and the army of the dead just like wash over them. Yeah, it's literally like a wave breaking yeah. on the ranks. It's, um, yeah. I mean, that's almost like the next scene as well, but yeah, there's a bit in that where Tormund is just looking and thinking, it's just Tormund's like, just yeah, what looks do? horrified, <laughs> yeah. sort of. Uh, straight from that scene, um, you, basically you see a few survivors retreating. One being Jorah. Um, he looks bloody battered. I, I do like that. When he when he comes back, he just looks like half dead kind of thing. You know, yeah. like just between shock and like. And, and he's been gone for all of a minute, and he comes back and he looks fucking. Like you <laughs> yeah. say, he looks dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, straight from there, 
um, the army of dead of the dead pretty much start charging forward, um, and because Danny, we well, there was a shot of Danny kind of like going, oh fuck it, I'm going, I'm going to get me dragon kind of again, like not sticking to a battle plan. You had a plan to draw yeah. the Night King out, and straight away she's like, she's, forget that, exactly, <laughs> yeah. instantly, yeah. <laughs> Which, in, in my opinion, is why it went so badly in the end. Because like, I mean, we'll get to a, the shot, the, the the scene shortly but um there's a reason she was there because they needed her to do a thing and she didn't were able to do it but um, uh going forward as well for the battles to come that could be why daenerys doesn't make the throw maybe in the end she's too impatient with stuff yeah, like that you know what i mean she can't I, uh, I think this is a like this is some of my issues with daenerys is she she's actually genuinely an absolutely horrible leader yeah like she's awful yeah. she's only where she is because she's a targaryen yeah um, oh, well, and the dragons as well. Like I say, <laughs> other people have put her in power almost, haven't they? You know, like mm. all the plans and stuff. To... Yeah, absolutely. So, um, she, obviously, Danny goes to get on her dragons. You see her and John on it. And then we see um, the first, like, true um, show of the Night King's power, how he can, like, control the weather, like, so quickly. Like, all of the battlefield <coughs> going f- for miles gets just completely covered in like a blizzard yeah he just conjures a blizzard yeah. uh, sorry just before we go too, too far into it there's a bit that i wanted to mention about the uh, initial engagement when the dothraki are charging they have the catapults and the trebuchet oh, firing yeah, yeah. into just into the night yeah <laughs> and they they do it for the charge and then when the dothraki get there obviously they call it off because you don't want to hit your own soldiers no yeah which sort of begs the point of why why have why? Why build trebuchets know, and catapults yeah. if you're literally never going to use them? Yeah, it does. Yeah, again, the, I've got issues with the logic of this show. <laughs> you know, that's one of yeah. the things that's a bit like. I think you said it before. Like, the, uh, they didn't use them again after that, did they? So, no, that was that was literally it. Yeah. So, was... so, so, so like, they've, they've built them just for like maybe a shot per trebuchet. Yeah, um, I mean, the trebuchets. Um, Let's go full history nerd. Trebuchet is an interesting weapon um, because it can shoot a very long, a very heavy weight for an incredible distance because it uses like the momentum. Or well, yeah, because the, the arm spins <laughs> the entire way around and then launches it as opposed to a more conventional sort of capital. Yeah, yeah. So that's a very specialised weapon and you have a trebuchet if some lad's got a castle and you want that castle, but you don't mind knocking down one or two of the walls to get that castle. That's why you have a trebuchet. Yeah. So it's like random pot shots in the night. An army of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not his best implementation yeah. of that war weapon. Yeah. But a very fast-moving army of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. Um, so the, 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 the blizzard pretty much covers the entire battlefield like very quickly. Can I just jump in there as yeah. well? Uh, I don't think I mentioned it to you guys. I mentioned it to Joe in work a few weeks ago. That I've been reading loads of history, you know, with like the Targaryens and stuff like that, and watching like YouTube videos and stuff. And there was mention of like one of the battles from like 300 years ago when the Targaryens first came to power. There was a massive snowstorm, which meant the dragons couldn't fly, which meant the Targaryens lost this one important battle. Mm -hmm. But I said to Joe at the time, I said, like, they have a thing of repeating history and stuff in Game of Thrones. And I said, I bet you any money this will crop up at some point. Didn't think the Night King had actually bring the weather with him kind of thing but yeah, you know yeah. that's essentially what it is and so there's a snowstorm that they can't fly in kind of thing yeah, so definitely. yeah very interesting just alongside with that as well with the blizzard being there and the drag well Daenerys she's dragging continues the assault um, leads to some fantastic shots from a distance of just the dragon's flame breath 
weapon flamethrower, <laughs> dragon fire, just lighting up the, the sort of blizzard and night sky. And yeah, you're sort yeah. of seeing, it's almost like, almost like watching lightning, sheet lightning reflect yeah, yeah. up across the clouds. But it's yeah. just like liquid fire. It just looks incredible. For well, like, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but on, on that as well. I'm not a big fan of the, the up-close shots of the dragons fighting. I think it looks a bit blur, a bit just a bit too messy at times, but the far-away shots when like the dragons are just like flying over the clouds and stuff, I thought, I thought it looked amazing. Like, it looked oh, like definitely. A, like a gothic horror film yeah. or something. Like uh, I, I feel like the first opening bit of this, uh, I was going to call it film then, of this uh, <laughs> of this episode, it's sort of a days to summit that I think the original Jurassic Park started. And where it's when you're going to do a shot with a lot of CGI and you first want it to make a big impact, do it at night in shitty weather, like when the T-Rex first rocks up. Yeah. So yeah. like at first, I feel like they know that they've not really got, you know, the opportunity to go full on best CGI ever yeah. on the dragons and on the army of the dead. So they tr- intentionally make it blurry and yeah. very action heavy and very, it's not just that it's action heavy, it's very closely shot. So the subject of the camera is like within a foot of the camera and that just is like almost like a natural blur because it's too close for you to properly yeah, see. Yeah. And when we mentioned before with when the uh when the almost wave flows over the front lines, we get to see that. We see very flash very, very quick flashes of just uh the Army of the Dead and the and the Army of the Light, should we just call them? Like <laughs> clashing and then every now and again we see some of the named heroes which is really really quick cuts it's like a second yeah. of that for yeah. each one um, and it just makes it almost more visceral because it's so quick and you're just seeing like an impact and then it cuts away to the next shot and then it's another impact and it the, cuts the, away that is literally where we're up to in the in the what read through of it to be fair like it's literally just the the like you say all all the different people like it cuts from one person to the next and it's just like you'll see like yeah. um Say like Tom and having a go, and um, Jamie having a go, and Brienne, and it's incredible. Like I've 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 really enjoyed like the whole battle bit um, in front of the castle at that point. I'm not normally a fan of that kind of filming style. I think like it's got like a really high shutter speed or something, but it looks like yeah. a bit jerky. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. that, that, that yeah. frame has been taken out or something like. Uh, but I think it works for this. But there's been a lot of complaints about it. We've seen that online. People said it's too dark to see anything and stuff like that. I uh, mean, I, apparently, this is what I've been told anyway. Um, Meg um, was telling me that she was reading a, a Vice um, article, and apparently, I, I mean, I I, I can't um, speak for like how true this is, but apparently, on the Vice, they said that HBO made an error and it shouldn't have been that dark. Right. So like when they when they put the episode out, like they made an error in like the lighting, so it shouldn't have been that dark at all. Yeah, and it's to do with compression as well, like because people are streaming it online, like the compression makes everything like black and blocky kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot. Of, I mean, I was it's fine for me, like but a lot of mm. people have complained about I mean, how, I, how dark I, it was and stuff. I, I, I mean, yeah. I've heard that myself. I I didn't have an issue with it. I thought it was watchable, to be honest. Um, oh, definitely. I, I don't know how much of it was meant. It's, I I get the feeling it's meant to be dark, though. It's yeah, yeah, it's a little like, bit night time in it. You know what I mean? It's at night time, and you're fighting a dark and evil undead army. This this is it. I was um, watching. I, I was saying before. I was watching. Um, I watched the behind the scenes things, and like the showrunners were saying how like in season one, like it was very much like um, they, they had like unnatural light so like there was light coming from somewhere where it that had no right coming from there in like <laughs> yeah. season one and stuff but then like around season four or five it might have been even three i'm not sure um like there was new um directors and stuff i think and maybe lighting technicians and they were like 
you need it to look natural. Yeah. So, so and like now now it's nighttime all the time and it's winter in the north. They, they, they want it to look like that, which is why everything's so dark all the time. It's yeah. so dull and the lighting looks dull. And like in the crypt, um, we'll go late, we'll get in more into it later on. But in the crypt, um, like that's all literally just lit by candlelight. It's yeah. You know what I mean? It's not um, it's not got like they've not got some massive light in the background lighting up. They've literally just lit it by candlelight. Well, I mean, most of the battle is lit only by a few like fire pits here mm. and there, yeah. and they're a terrible source of light. So it it, it almost makes someone who's just out of range of the it almost makes it darker for them because yeah. you know your focus is all just on the fire, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's a very orangey light. So anything just beyond the fire is going to look really dark and hard to see. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> next up, um, like I say, there's all those battles between all the different people. Um, my next point is Dolores Ed gets dead. Yeah. Um, so, so um, as you were saying before, um, Sam's a huge liability. Um, we we see we basically see Samwell like failing miserably at fighting, even though like he should have just gone to the crypt. Yeah. Um, um, Dolores Ed saves his life only to get stabbed to dead yeah there's a couple of things about this that bugged me and it was the Doris Head saves him but then Sam stays down so Doris Head doesn't just save him he has to then stop what he's doing and like no Sam get up <laughs> and then help him to his feet and then that's where Ed gets got yep and he gets run through. I don't think he's dead immediately, but like, like you mentioned before, Sam just runs off. Don't he? Just straight <laughs> gone. Just, just, just straight gone. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, like I, I've normally got like a lot of time for the character of Samuel, but in that episode, I was like, yeah, this guy needs to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, Sam the Slayer. To be fair, they have always made out like he's a coward, haven't they? So he's yeah. Staying true to his colours, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll probably keep coming back to the the um, behind the scenes, but and behind the scenes, apparently, like the actor. Um, was like during some of the fighting scenes, he was like doing these like dead cut shots, and they had to like pull him back and go, "Wait, mate, you need you, you, you're Samwell. You need you can't look that cool and fighting. You need to look shit." Um, so like all, all these other like um, actors, like I think he was talking about Kit, and they were saying like, "How can we make him look cooler when fighting?" And with him, it's like, "How can we make him look so much <laughs> shitter?" <laughs> and I, I love that. That like that like he's just doing his fighting shit, and and they're like, "Yeah, you need to look less cool, please." <laughs> Um, leading on from that, we've got um, pretty much all the army start retreating back to Winterfell, um, and the Unsullied. Def- I, th- I think I think they say yeah. like defend the retreat. Yeah, great. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Like, I I felt so bad for the Unsullied. They are, they are just they are left the out to dry. Yeah, yeah very they are the so heroes, absolutely. Because they just stand there to die. Well, like the formation as well, like I thought was fantastic. Like like you mentioned, Grey Worm shouts like you know protect the retreat or whatever. And they line up and like slowly like take steps back kind of thing. But there's, I, there's loved a, I, I, I loved it like where people would be running through the middle of them and then they'd close in. I was yeah, just about yeah. to say that there is a scene where a couple of stragglers run through and then immediately close ranks oh, yeah, yeah. to like form up behind them. And then, it's a great scene. I mean, are we assuming that all the unsullied are dead now? Like, there's a couple that go get inside with right. Grey Worm. There's like Grey Worm's like little personal retinue of almost. Yeah. The, the, cause the, well, we'll get up to the scene in a minute, but there is there are some. There's a few but mind you, actually, no, it, 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 they get inside the castle. So sorry, doesn't necessarily mean the survivors against <laughs> yeah. But um this is the scene, this is where it leads onto the scene you talked about before, where it's literally a wave of the dead coming over um over the unsullied. Yeah. And, and it's like like you say, like the, the, you see them there and you just kind of see the dead just slowly coming into them and it's it's a, it was a mental scene to watch, to be honest. Yeah. I, I I was 
fully hooked in that in that scene. Again, like it. I think what we said before, where uh, they're sort of used to fighting conventional armies in a conventional battle, they certainly a devastating opponent because, as they've rightly demonstrated in this, they just don't care. Yeah, like, yeah. they're not they're not they're not scared yeah. about facing down an army of dead. They stand there, but in a conventional battle, they've they've got pike, well, spear and shield. They just their idea is to just keep advancing, yeah, yeah. and against the, the, the enemy will break on the on the. Uh, Spear and shield wall again. They just they am they don't care. They just no, literally bodily throwing themselves into them. Yeah, like so it's not not a conventional battle, is it? You're fighting like almost like the equivalent of suicide bombers kind of thing in in, yeah. in open yeah. combat kind exactly, of thing. It's yeah, really yeah, weird. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, think, I think that kind of leads on to a, 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 a one of the next scenes anyway. Um, because um, um, Grey Worm breaks the bridge and then you start trying to light the uh, the the trench don't they yeah um obviously they can't do it uh, well this this leads back to um daenerys breaking plan she was supposed to be the one to light so the trenches yeah but because she's bloody jumping the gun to save an already dead army of dothraki yeah. she uh um can't do it so um well philip blizzard maybe yeah, plays part in that yeah, the well, 100 but like she was she was supposed to be she was on yeah. the uh on the cliff side to be able to see so, yeah. So um, obviously, like you said, the blizzard probably didn't help, but she still broke plan and wasn't there to see it. But going on from this, and Steve mentioned it before, and I've got a note for it. This is another moment where the logic of the show for me is just a bit head scratching. I just feel like the showrunners don't have the respect for the audience that the show used to have. Like Jon Snow is literally stood on the Godswood Wall on his dragon at this point. And they come just like John. Could you could you yeah, light yeah. the trench for us? Yeah. <laughs> could you just actually help fight? Maybe. Yeah. He's yeah. literally bit. stood on, in the Godswood yeah. and like they're waiting for Daenerys, and it's like you've got a dragon. Just turn around and shout him. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. Well, the whole trench does make sense as well. They should have more than one for start. There's yeah, no. Yeah. There's makes no. They should never have done a suicide charge to start with. <laughs> they, should have, they should have had a trench, the Unsullied, and then another trench yeah. at least. They should have probably had. And other than they dug a trench, so they should have built a smaller wall with the dirt removed from the trench. That's how most conventional walls will be done. You yeah. dig a trench, you build another wall. Then you, by doing that, you're actually making the trench deeper because you step into the trench and you've got to go up again. I don't know. They just hid all the dirt, maybe that they dug out I the trench. Yeah, I, don't it's, they, it's, I don't know what they did. <laughs> yeah, there's um, definitely problems with this. <laughs> So the, the the trench eventually gets lit by uh, Melisandre yep. um, after many many attempts at trying, um, and and the, the the fact that when she got it, it was it was a shot of like it um, like a walker, like pretty much flying at her, and then yeah. the flames just engulfing it. It's quite cool to be fair, but it's good. I think somewhere along this point as well, we've missed. Uh, I think it was just after all the Dothraki die and the dead first attack. And we have Arya turn around to Sansa, telling her to get in the crypt. Uh, yeah. So that is, yeah, I, 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 I'm obviously like reading off of notes here. That was a note. I was like, do I write it down? I was like, it's not even worth. Well, no, I quite liked it because it's sort of like it, it felt for me like a moment where Arya thinks, oh, we can't win this. Although to be fair, like to be fair, like um, there is a point which I should, I probably should have mentioned it. To be fair, like she says that to her and um, gives her a dagger, doesn't she? Uh, and mm. she's and. There's a callback to, I think, didn't you say it's season one, John? Episode eight, season one. It's called The Pointy End. 
But there's actually a moment earlier when Jon Snow gives her a needle, the sword. Yeah, yeah. And she says, I think, what do I do with it? And he tells her, stick him with the pointy yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And that's exactly what Arya says to Sansa when she gives her the, uh, the yeah, dagger. Very, very nice callback. Yeah, yeah, nice little callback. I like that moment as well because Sansa to this point has been very stately and like very the leader. And Arya's been the ragtag kind yeah, yeah, of, you yeah. know, little sister. And now the tables are totally flipped kind of thing. And Sansa looks genuinely terrified at times. And I'll use the one. Although Sansa's verse response is, but, you know, my people need me. Which yeah, yeah. is fair play to her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she can't fight, but her first point is, it's good for a leader to be out there. You know, for yeah, morale. Yeah. Um, which is actually, thinking about it, that's a bit of a callback to the Battle of Blackwater when Cersei sends for Joffrey to go inside the Red Keep and he mm, leaves yeah. and Tyrion's like, you can't do that. You need yeah, yeah, you yeah, need the leader, the leader yeah. there to give, you yeah, know, to true, inspire yeah. all the like troops. Ma- kind of yeah, because it's good for Marlow yeah. and then Joffrey being a little mummy's little <laughs> well <laughs> saunters off the Red yeah. Keep, doesn't he? Very true, very true. I miss Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think we get a shot of uh, the crypt after uh, the, the trench is all lit and that. Um, and it's Tyrion basically saying he thinks he can do, he can make a difference. He, he thinks he can, he can think of something. Yeah, which... he, I think he's, he says something like, "Oh, I, there, there might be something I can see that nobody else can." Yeah. Uh, well, like you mentioned just then about Sansa wanted to be out there, and Joffrey didn't want to be out there. That's what Tyrion is thinking basically. If I can be out there, I can see something that other people can't exactly, see and yeah, change, yeah. The, change the tide of battle. And but, I, but Sansa I think, tells him. I think he mentions Blackwater, doesn't he? As yeah. well? well, he's the hero of Blackwater. Exactly. He's, he was never called the hero of Blackwater, but he, he is the hero yeah, of Blackwater. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so he's like, I, I made a difference there. Like, he made all the difference there, didn't he? But I like the bit, he mentions that to like Sansa and Varys, and Varys tells him, You got half your face cut off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, well. Yeah. <laughs> I think is that the is that the I might be jumping ahead a little bit there, but is that where Sansa has a little speech where she's on about we useless out there? Yeah, the noblest thing we can do is just sit here yeah, and wait. Yeah. I thought that well, that I, I, I think, I, I think that she, was incredible. I think, I think she said like the noblest thing we can do is face the truth at this point. That's it. No, that, that we're useless. I thought that was in, uh, just an incredible bit of writing. It was yeah. really yeah, yeah. I think it just really hit home that these people in the crypt they they just. They can't do anything anymore. They just yeah. sat there. Their destiny's entirely in someone else's hands. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You just got to sit there and wait and hope for the best. Yeah, at this point, they serve no purpose, kind of thing. You know, uh, yep. And they did a good job of portraying that, didn't it? That like, like you say, um, that they, they're hopeless and that they're literally counting on these people outside there to do shit for them. Yeah, and we'll get back to it in terms of serving no purpose. Yeah. I was kind of hoping there's going to be a few more deaths in this bit. Yeah, but, yeah we'll get get back there. Um, I've got a note here that um, Sansa and Tyrion talk about the marriage a little bit, but that's not really men- worth mentioning. But obviously, we know that they got married, and um, I think it's probably better to call back to that later on in the, the, in the episode because yeah, there's there's a little bit of a moment later again, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, better episode. Uh, so it cuts to Fiel and Brown. This is the first time we're seeing these in this episode, I believe. Um, oh yeah. no, sorry. At the start, we do see them making the way. To I do the it, God but, of, but, yeah. But you don't, they don't speak or anything. Don't speak. Do it's in the, this like is... when we mentioned, where they're following yeah, everyone around and yeah. everyone's doing things. Yeah. You see the men I remember go into the godswood. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time we hear them talk and Fionn turns around to Bran and apologises. I mean, it's the middle of a war. I'm like, I'm thinking like, not the, exactly the time, but, <laughs> but I, get, I get the sentiments the episode's kind of trying to do. I think it's just more that he knows he's going to die, don't it? Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah. So he turns around and he's basically apologising for everything he did um, to Winterfell back when he lay siege on it and that. Yeah. Um, 
And Bran, I think Bran's response was... Um, well, it, it makes the point, Donnie, that uh, everything you've done has brought you here to this point, brought you home, you know, defending home, yeah. uh, Winterfell kind of thing. Yeah, so. doubling down a little bit on what he said to Jamie last episode. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he thinks he says, I'm going to go now. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then walk into like a bunch of um, ravens, doesn't he? Yeah, which, he which, just pops off to watch Avengers Endgame and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while the battle's going on. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, the ravens fly over um, the Night King. Well, they, 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 they're flying through the clouds and the first time you see the Night King on uh, Viserion, isn't it? Yeah. I think that was a very nice um, reveal. Uh, of, as they fly up and you see the dragon and then you sort of think, oh, hang on. We just flew past two dragons, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. And then it flies around and you see him just sat there, you know. And this is the bit where it reveals he's got telepathic command almost over the uh, the white wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, he does like the fist. I like how we've, we've all just done the fist. Yeah. But I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible idea to do that in an audio medium. But uh, we, we... So like, like you say, here he... Uh... He does some weird like fist bump kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> like mental fist bump. <laughs> which makes like the White Walkers lie down on the trenches. Just, they, yeah, they sort of build a bridge out of themselves, don't they? It's, it's, yeah. Like you were saying before, they're basically suicide bombers, but like they're essentially committing suicide to yeah, create just a path for the rest. A few of them are going to kill themselves so the rest can go. There's a bit just before that, um, well, sort of whilst it's all happening, and uh, after they lit the trench, I felt like when they just all stopped dead, and we just stood just yeah, the yeah. other side of the trench. Yeah. But that was genuinely quite was a quite chilling creepy, moment. That creepy, just yeah, going back to when they're waiting at the lake, um, when they go to capture one. Yeah, that, the, I, uh, I, I definitely thought boost. of that when I was uh, when I saw it. I was like, it's exactly the same of that, like, yeah, beyond the wall. Like, yeah. they're just uh, waiting, which I thought was quite chilling. I did, did like that bit. The one little again, I'm being super negative here, but. If like the, the Night King just has telepathic command over them, why does he need lieutenants and stuff? You know what I mean? I know, it's kind of yeah. like again, I'm just being a bit overly critical. But I, it's like, you I know. mean, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I could, I can't explain it at yeah. all. I don't, I don't know how, have a clue why they're there. And not that the lieutenants really do anything in this episode, kind of thing. They're just kind of like hanging around in the background, aren't no, they? No, I've, I've, someone mentioned today. To be fair, that like there's only one point you actually see them, and they're not even fighting. You know what I mean? Like, I, think, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, I think you've maybe seen them twice. Like once at the very start, just before the blizzard hits, they're at ah, the tree yeah, line. They're at the very back, aren't they? Yeah. They're at yeah, the very, yeah. they're like hiding at the back, like yeah. all good leaders. <laughs> <laughs> and then the blizzard hits, and then as I'm sure we'll get up to, they do sort of pop in for a, almost a cameo. Yeah, yeah. on rather than face like yeah. <laughs> you know, just, uh, It's like a party you don't really want to go to, but you just pop in for five minutes to show your face. And you don't don't get there too early. You want to just no, tell, God, you know, fashionably yeah. like fashionably. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next. Scene uh, after um, the Night King does his mental fist bump. Yep. Um, is Jon Snow chasing, chasing the Night King on dragon? The, yeah. the little dragon chase. Um, um, which doesn't lead to much. I think. There's just, just one little bit. We might have already gone past it to be honest, but there's a bit where like him and Daenerys like run into each other by mistake in midair because they can't That's see anything. That's during the, the blizzard. blizzard. That, yeah. yeah, we've yeah. gone past that bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I I originally thought at that point that was the Night King, but uh, yeah. So I did I. I feel like that might have been its purpose for yeah, a second. Yeah. I thought, oh, she... but yeah, it's just uh, they just flew into each other because the clowns. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So John John John's like um, starts chasing the Night King. Um, not much else comes from it. Like we'll come back to that in a little bit because more happens from the chase in a bit. It cuts straight from that to the dead, and they've they've got over the fire and they start scaling the wall, World War Z style. Yeah, yeah. 
just like all clambering on top of each other yeah, yeah. to, get, uh, to get higher up. Quite, quite freaky, if I'm honest. Now, this is the... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is the one moment you see Gendry do anything in this episode, I think. Yeah. When they scale high enough and Gendry just takes one of the heads out with a hammer. You do see him, because he's with the hound during... The, he's on the front lines with the hound. Right. Um, oh, of course, yes. Yeah, when yeah. you see the hound rock up to the front lines near yeah, the start yeah. of the episode, Gendry's there too. Yeah, yeah. We've not even mentioned at this point the hound's halfway through like a... Mental breakdown. Well, we have the whole. It's not actually happened yet at this point. Also, oh, no, you know when the tr- the trench is lit. But it is, that, yeah. That it's fire a, setting yeah, up. Yeah, so when, kind of thing, like. yes, I think we glo- uh, we might have glossed over it a little bit. But when just before they light the trench and they're trying to get the trench, they they still got the gates open. So you've got a couple of guys out there. You've got the hounds out there yeah, um, yeah. because he's running and Aya takes out uh, a right that's right behind him. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. And then he stops because as you do, uh, and then he starts fighting again. I think at the same time you've got a big top and they're doing his Tom and stuff. Yeah. And you've got a... <laughs> they're sort of trying to hold the gate. They're trying to protect it a little bit and then Miss Andy comes out. And I think once the trench gets lit and that's when he wakes out. He, yeah, yeah, he kind yeah. of wakes out a bit and he almost like he's in a trance for the rest of the episode kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, Which but... is something that we saw the Hound do before. Uh, yeah, the Battle yeah. of Blackwater. Yeah, he, yeah. he freaks out there. Mm. Very similar. Yeah. It's all the fire in it. He's, he, he, even this late on in the series, he can't it Still bothers him, yeah. I mean, it's understandable. Half his face got burnt off, didn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, it did happen. Um, right, um, shots of battles on the wall, all across the wall. It's got like um, we've got we've got Jamie um, saving Brienne at one point. Yeah. Um, like you say, the hound is scared. Um, I think that like it goes across all these shots, and he's literally shitting himself. And um, Beric saying, uh, "Like, come on, we need you. We need you." And the only thing that actually gets him to. Uh, uh, well, basically, let, let's start with Arya's sick. Arya's well, I was going to say, yeah, before that, we get a scene of Arya using a, a Darth Maul spear. Well, it kind of cuts back and forth. There's one scene before where he's just kind of stood against the wall um, and Beric's going, we need your help. And then it goes to Arya yeah. and she's been sick with her weapon and that. Like, I'm just going to go out there like, Arya's my favourite character now after last night's episode. I, I thought she was I, classing that I episode. thought that was incredible, that bit when she's just killing people with yeah, spears yeah. and stuff. Oh, no, just Jorah. Jorah is always going to be my favourite character. No, I mean, Jorah I mean, was good. We'll get, in, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, into it we'll later. We'll revisit Jorah later. <laughs> but but like, I, I, know, I know why, yeah. <laughs> Jorah is just, Jorah is Jorah. Yeah. Well, he is class. Like. Um, so like, I is doing some class moves on the wall, like um, taking some out, but then she gets a bit of a knock on the head. Yeah. Like I think one of them literally throws her into a wall. Literally yeah. Yeah. throws her into a wall and she's kind of, um, I'll, again, I'll, I'm going back to the behind the scenes. One of the showruns was saying, like, he kind of wanted, like, because she's now sick, he wanted to kind of wind the clock back and get her back to season one. Um, and, but by giving her that knock on the head, she's a bit, um, bit like, not yeah, as lucid. Stuff, a bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so she's not she's not sick either anymore. She's almost season one either, um, but a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I just kind of took it as, like, she was she was kicking ass and stuff, but she just got overwhelmed by numbers, you know. Like, yeah, well, that, that's like, the whole. I think that's, I think that yeah, is the dead. That's yeah, the whole. Yeah. I think that yeah. is exactly it. Yeah, um, and then it goes back to the hound and Beric, and Beric managed to get hound moving by saying, "Buddy, 
But Look I love that, you. like, uh, doesn't the hound say something like, you know... Well, he says, we need you... Uh, he's shouting, Clay, uh, Clegane, we need you to fight. And he's like, we're already dead. Yeah. I mean, well, he goes, fuck off, I'm like, we're already dead. <laughs> but the Beric has some cool comeback, like... Well, like he says, saying, tell that to her. He points at yeah, tell her yeah. that to her. Because at that point, she's jumped off the battlements onto a roof. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the dead are jumping, trying to get to her. Yeah. Uh, and then Clegane just sort of, like, look, the hound looks around right the corner... And then just straight off. I mean, it, it <laughs> just shows, doesn't it, that he's still got a lot of love for Aya at this point. Like, they've been through so much together that it's still like... It's they almost had, they like had a whole a, road trip, didn't they? Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like he's her foster dad at this point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, next scene... Um, Big, big scene, this one, um, for the episode in general. It cuts to um, the, the kind of courtyard and um, one of the gi- uh, dead giants breaks through the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the next scene. It breaks through the door. Um, Liana Mormon does some sick little thing and um, starts trying to fight it off, gets knocked out of the way straight away. Yeah, she gets swatted <laughs> away, doesn't she, kind of thing. Um, and there's not much else happens in between it, but um, essentially she gets dead as well. Um, do, do you want to go more into detail about Absolutely, this? Absolutely, because Leanna Mormont is just what is Leanna Mormont genuinely one of my favourite characters. Because let's not forget, she's like what twelve, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe younger. She's commanding the courtyard, and she knows what she's doing as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's literally barking out orders to the men, and the men are just snapping straight exactly, to yeah, it. Yeah. She's there in a in a custom made armor, you know, rocking out. But uh, I was a bit gutted really because uh, firstly, actually, sorry, giant comes smashing through the door. Nice nod to the Battle of Bastards when the last living giant comes straight through yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. Um, but he immediately swats Liana, and I thought, oh, I hope that's not how she goes. I, I thought yeah. she died at that point. Yeah. I was like, fuck hell. And then, uh, and then the giant's just swatting a few more men out of the way, and then she just draws a dragon and charges the giant. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a 12-year-old girl, maybe, I'm guessing <laughs> at the age, yeah. uh, charging a giant. And he just sort of grabs her, picks her up, goes for a little snack. Yeah, yeah. Mid battle, you get peckish. Um, <laughs> just knife in the eye. Fantastic. Well, like, this is what's good about Game of Thrones. Like you're seeing like a twelve year old girl. There's one bit when the giant picks her up. You can hear like basically a bones cracking. Yeah, when, yeah. Like, yeah, And it's just like that's so disturbing. Like. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I love that though because like like you say this this little this little tiny little girl who's got this like. Like, she's burly big in she, his hand yeah, that's what I mean she, she, yeah. she's got this like but she's got this fucking ferocity of like a lion and it's the burr thank you yeah, the yeah, moment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, burr well, island yeah. well, there you go then she's, she's got the ferocity of like um, of like a li- uh, a bear I'm sorry um, and, and like it just goes to show that like she, like her final moment of this like, little girl who's got this fucking amazing like ability just to control like an entire army kind of thing uh, final moments taking out a, a bloody giant it's yeah i think it's quite a fitting end for a character such a, as a to be honest. it's even more sad now knowing how things end up that like the moments are gone i think i don't think there's any other moments knocking about we'll, so. we'll, 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 get, yeah, we'll get to, to that, that later on but, the only uh, point in the episode where i nearly cried <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get we'll, we'll get to that into the end but um i think that kind of means your theories kind of shot there isn't it like there's yeah. going to be one person per house left. Oh, I don't really count the moments as a big house. <laughs> <Yeah>. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, go back to the dragon chase. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there's a bit of a fight in this point. Um, I think is it Rhaegal and Viserion like colliding with air kind of thing and they're, they're snapping at each other. Yeah, well, they, just they, before that, you get the uh, 
you get the ice, ice floor, the yeah, blue well, fire. That's, that's, yeah. in, in this bit, sorry, um, there's a chase and then like the the ice fire coming up, and then that's it for this bit. And then um, we, we get the proper fight after a few more scenes. Well, it's interesting that that bit there, they actually it, the Night King targets Daenerys, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it goes yeah. after Daenerys, kind of thing. But does he know she can't burn? Like, is that <laughs> maybe? <laughs> True. Um, well, I don't know. It's, is blue fire different than maybe, orange yeah. fire? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but like again, what you said a little bit earlier, where the, the long shots of the dragons, this bit where they're up above the clouds in the calm. I really like that. It looks incredible. It reminds me. It's a totally goofy reference, but it reminds me of Batman nineteen eighty nine when the Batwing flies up to the moon, like and it's the silhouette <laughs> of the Batwing against the moon and flies back down again. Just that image of that like, the cloud line and the moon there, kind yeah, of thing, yeah. and just yeah. these two silhouettes against the moon, like it did look really cool. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm no like. Um, connoisseur of cameras or anything but I, I thought it looked incredible that was the best use of cgi i think in this yeah, yeah definitely I loved it. for sure yeah yep. uh, before like the massive fight happens we go back to aya and, she, and, and this is kind of the um, sorry can i just ju- jump in for one second that i forgot to mention before one question for you both the early bit when Arya's kicking ass what does Davos do throughout this entire battle, other than stand and watch? He, he, he like, does. There, there seems to be a lot of shots of just Davos watching in the people. background, just yeah. watching yeah. people. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by his own admission, he's not got any combat experience. I mean, definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's how he survives. He just kind of watches other people and stands yeah. stands near the right people, doesn't he? And maybe like the army, the dead are like coming towards. Be like, come on, lads, I'm not fighting. <laughs> I'm just well, watching he, it. <laughs> she, he's better. <laughs> um, the back to the, the next bit with Aya, it's kind of the uh, almost it turns into almost like a bit of a horror film. Yeah, like it's a, suddenly a, a stealth zombie, game, isn't it? It's a, a zombie horror film. You've literally took the words out of my mouth there. Like, uh, I don't know, you've not got a PS4, Steve, have you? But we, no. we've suddenly entered The Last of Us, yeah, like uh, hiding behind bookshelves and stuff, and yeah, uh, yeah. timing your noses perfectly and stuff like that. Very video gamey, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so she's running through the uh. Um, the library. Um, it was. I really enjoyed. I did quite like that. Actually, it felt tense. Like she very, very much, deliberate yeah. and very slow. Yeah. There's a bit where at the start where she's sort of like getting from bookshelf to bookshelf, and it's not too bad. And then she gets in a, a pass blocked, and then the next pass blocked, and then that suddenly bit is like where does she go? Yeah. And uh, not to just jump ahead, but I like the way the the ending of the scene as well. She, you think she's got away. And she runs right into a white walk, but immediately like just dragging glasses into the, into I the jaw. I love yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, so it was fast. almost like it was a mix of accidentally doing it and just flat reflexes. Like yeah. It was like a mix between the two. It was yeah. just immediate. And, and, and one more point I wanted to make about that whole bit is um, the actor um, or the performer, whatever you want to call him, who did the uh, the zombie. He was creepy as fuck. You know the, uh, the 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 one that kind of locked under the table when she was under the table. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought he was a very creepy looking man, um, but like <laughs> um, going back to the behind the scenes one more time. Well, probably not one more time, but um, going back, to, I, I was I, I was uh, he was mentioned in it, and apparently this guy's like he's like triple jointed. So like like I hundred percent know what you're about, and it's going to bug me to know his name. Uh, I'm going to jump away from Game of Thrones for a minute. Has anyone <laughs> saw the new Hellboy film? No, no, not yet. Okay. Is it the same guy? Or it's the same guy. He does it for everything. He's a contortionist. There's a character in it called Baba Yaga. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Baba Yaga. Well, yeah, and John Wick. They call John Wick Baba Yaga. It's like a Russian demon or something. Uh, it's the, a Russian the boog- witch. The, the boogeyman or something like well, that. It's a, it's a witch from yeah. Russia. Uh, it's really, really weird. Uh, she has wooden legs. 
She lives in a house that walks around on chicken feet. It's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole thing. I mean, it's it's a Russian fairy story. It's gonna be weird. Um, but he plays Baba Yaga in it, oh, really? and he's the creepiest. He's so creepy thing like, in the world. But yeah, he, uh, I don't know his name, but he's fantastic. No, no, like I thought so. Like, and when I was watching these behind the scenes, like. What you saw on the screen there was him. Yeah, like, like there was there was barely any prosthetic prosthetics. Sorry, prosthetics in like on him at all. Like m- pretty much all of that, bar his eyes, um, was him. Like yeah. completely. And I, I I thought he was fantastic. He proper creeped me out that character. Well, that white white should I say. Um, next is she she gets out of the library. Um, and she bumps into the hound. And uh, Beric, yep. uh, and and the, and they're basically trying to save Big Don Darren. Beric Don Don Darren, <laughs> the Lightning uh, Lord. Yeah, the, the the man who sent out to hunt down the mountain and failed only eleven times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and he basically they 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 bump into each other and they kind of it's it's kind of like the Hound um, like dragging eye. You go, come on, do, do, doing Daddy Daddy Hound stuff yeah, yeah. um uh, he's got visitation rights this weekend yeah, so. yeah he's got the visitation rights <laughs> um it's like him and brienne are just the foster parents aren't they kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um um go like yeah they're running a bit beric gets stabbed to fuck uh, yeah like beric gets it, it, stabbed it, it, a it, lot. Is this scene where he's got like one arm on one wall one arm on the other and he's just i don't know if he's purposely trying to hold them back because there's, I think it, there's, it, so it, many, yeah. there's so many gaps, so it's not like it. Well, I thought that's yeah. where he was going to die. Was that moment? I thought, I I thought, thought he was just going to block the I, corridor, and I, 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 I genuinely right. thought that was it for him. But he gets stabbed to fuck. Um, and <laughs> the technical term, I see. <laughs> um, that that that's literally what I've written. Cause of death on the medical report: um, stabbed to fuck. <laughs> I literally <laughs> written stabbed to fuck. Yeah. Um, they run into, I believe it's the Great Hall of Winterfell. Um, yeah, it is. Um, just on the Berwick thing. I, I don't. I'm not totally happy. I mean, I'm being, being super negative here again. But the whole thing with Holdor, 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 Holdor. The whole thing with Holdor being the the only purpose in his whole life was to hold a door. I know. And now Beric Dondarrion is the only purpose he came back 19 times, whatever it was, was to block a corridor. I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. to be fair, he did throw his flaming sword at one point, didn't he? And saved yeah. it that way, kind of thing. Well, that's so. it. The, uh, the <clears throat> Hound and Beric are walking through the corridors, trying to find them, and then the door smashes in, and then one of them's on top of fire, and then flaming so, sword to the yeah, end. Yeah, he does save it that way, doesn't he, kind yeah. of thing. Well, I guess, like, um, I mean, we'll, I'll talk, we'll talk about it in a bit, but there's a theory about um, the Lord of Light. Um, and and if it's to be believed, then everything that um, Beric's done, like, was like kind of preordained kind of thing. Well, uh, interesting. You should bring that up now because as soon as they get into the Great Hall, who's the Red Lady herself, uh, Melisandre, yeah. and she immediately as because they drag Beric with them and the barricade and doors, and like, that's basically when Beric passed. And Melisandre's like, he's now lived his purpose. Yes, that's literally what she says, isn't it? Like he's, he's done. He's, he's, he's completed his mission essentially. And, uh, yeah, and he dies right there and then. Yeah, um, and then we uh, we hear him pounding at the door, and then we get another throwback to the pointy end uh, with Melisandre asking Arya, "What do we say to the Lord of Death today? Not today." I mean, yeah. bef- before that bit though, um, it comes back. It does a uh, throwback to God. It must be season, season three, I think. Three, yeah. yeah, season three, um, where where. I've got it written down here. Um, she says, um, basically, um, sorry, I'm trying to remember this now. Um, basically, she says, um, you 
told me we'd meet again. This is what Aya says to Melisandre. You told me we'd meet again when th- that's happened. Um, you told me I would um, shut many eyes uh, forever. That has also happened. And then Melisandre says um, um, brown, green, and blue. And and instantly, as soon as she said I'm blue, I was like, <laughs> I know what's going to happen now. <laughs> Soon- I, I still didn't get it at this point. No idea. I must admit, I didn't get it myself. No, literally, the second she said it, I was like, I get it. I, 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 I don't sound like a guy that's just picking up on everything, but I, I never normally pick up on any of these things, but I was so happy <laughs> during this episode. I was like, I'm picking up on everything. As soon as she said Blue Eyes, I was like, she's, she's going to kill the Night King. And I... I well, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she she says that um, says that throwback. Um, what do we say to the Lord of Death? Um, not today. Not today. Aya does a bit of a runoff. Well, I'm going to get back to this, but again, I'm being. I feel like I'm being super nitpicky here, but the geography of stuff that happens. I don't know where she runs off to, but she seems to find like a teleporting machine or something that teleports straight into the God's Wood or something. So I don't know. I'd love to know where she comes from to turn up later on, but we'll, we'll get back well, to, to that. So, To be fair, this is the castle that she grew up in. I suppose. She so put, there's yeah, going to be someone, and she was like like Bram before, you know, he had his uh, being shoved out the window accident. She knew, you know, she was a bit of a yeah, running around knows, everywhere, uh, sort yeah, of. True, true. She knows every inch of that place kind yeah. of thing, yeah. Um, so the next scene, talking of Bram, um, is um, when, when the dead first arrive at the... Wood, Godswood, did you call it? Sorry, that's where Bran is at the Godswood. Godswood. Yeah. Godswood. Is that yeah. the Godswood? Yeah, it's Godswood. I think last episode I kept calling it the Weirwood, but well, it's that, the Weir Tree. Is that's it? it. The, the Weir, the Weir, the Weirwood Tree. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And it, but the, it is the Godswood. Okay, because it's the old, it's the Wood of the Old Gods, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm, it's Word of so, Northern so Lads. Like all the white start arriving there, and we see like a bit of a shot of Fion um, firing at him, and he's basically saying. Stand your ground and stuff like that. I loved this bit. Like Theon, his, Theon, yeah, his men are taking out the uh, the White Walkers, and like yeah. Theon runs out of hours at one point, starts belting it with the with the actual bow yeah. and stuff. I thought that was all. all well, really there's cool. there's a scene which I really liked, and I thought that was when we were going to see the death of Theon. We reach these for another arrow, and he's got none left. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought that was it then. Um, yeah. But I said he resorts to his bow, and then uh, and then a couple of things. But I think we cut away, maybe just yeah, yeah, we, we do. We, we cut we, away again. Yeah, we cut away to now the dragon fight. This is the actual dragon kite uh, fight. Sorry, um, John and the Night King getting knocked off the dragon during the whole fight. It's a whole, it's a whole thing where like the, yeah, it's just this whole where, where, where Viserion's yeah. face gets knocked off at one point. Um, which, which um, coming back uh, um, later on in the episode when John's running away from Viserion, it's this amazing shot of like the fire just, just coming a, out of the side. Oh, of the yeah, dragon. it's I it looks it looked great. cool as fuck. Um, like. But on this nice fight, is it me or is Viserion intentionally trying to bite John? It did look like he was going he was for going John. going for like, him. Yeah, yeah, There's a bit where like it looks it. like he's purposely trying to get yeah, John yeah, off yeah. the back. Um, so that, that whole thing happens. Um, Danny. Um, so basically, both Danny. I'm um, sorry, both John and the Night King get knocked off, and yeah. this is Danny's chance. He's like, okay, let's kill the Night King. This is where we find out that the Night King cannot be burnt. Targaryen. And has a fantastic smirk. Yeah, he looks so smug, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just smug. <laughs> maybe, like John says, maybe this confirms the fact that um, he's a Targaryen. 
at this point watching it, I still thought the identity of the Night King mattered, but it clearly doesn't anymore. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, oh, confirmed Targaryen relative or something. But um, but the whole uh, dragon fire, I quite liked because I think it's the first episode maybe where they're on about uh, Daenerys asked Bran, will dragon fire kill him? And Bran's just like, no one's tried. Uh, they have now, and it doesn't, yeah, <laughs> as it yeah. turns out. Give it a try and report back and let me yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, that's the scientific method, isn't it? You've yeah. got to... Go and try now. <laughs> um, after, after this fails, um, the Night King tries his javelin trick I hate again. That. I hate these javelins, yeah. He, just... he, he, he did try it again, but this time he missed. Um, yeah, good. So, 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 Cheeky bugger. So Drogon <laughs> doesn't go the way of Viserion, unfortunately. Well, for, for the Night King, um, and um, then the, John starts chasing the Night King as he's walking towards the Godswood. Um, he's going towards Bran at this point. Well, yeah, he's, he's walking towards the front gates of Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. Um, John running one thousand million meters. Uh, it looks like yeah. just trying to get close. Yeah, um, and the Night King does his old party trick of raising the dead. Yeah, um, and basically, I think. I don't know if you mentioned it on the pod before or not, but basically he's surrounded by a load of them and somehow doesn't die. Well, I've got a note for that as well. Though. At this point, it's already been a bit like this, where Lord of the Rings is guilty of this as well, but I feel like Lord of the Rings does it a lot more gracefully. Like uh, in, in Lord of the Rings, Aragorn will be surrounded by 100 orcs, but he'll manage to you know chop them all down and stuff. But in this episode, this, this point with John. And back at Winterfell, when all the dead rise, like Brienne and Jamie are just trapped against the wall for the rest of the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> just fending off the White Walkers. And uh, Grey Worms just stood in the middle of the courtyard, just taking them all out with a spear. And it's like, how many White Walkers is too many for them to handle? Kind yeah, of thing, you know what I mean? It's like, there's no threat anymore because you know they're not going to die. Like, they would be dead now. If they were, <laughs> were going to die, they would yeah, be dead, yeah. kind of thing. Well, if you think back to the very first time we really experienced them in Castle Black, and it takes. Um, the Lord Commander Mormon, John, and Ghost to like kill one of them. One of them, yeah. And it takes him like he's a, a struggle know, for him yeah. to even think about taking one. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if this is maybe. Um, I'm thinking along the lines of Walking Dead, where like over time they've kind of aged and like they have become more brittle, and it's just easier to. I get that. Like um, for John, surely like the fear of them is sort of dissatisfied a little bit, uh, yeah. and, and he does have a, a Valyrian steel sword and, and, now, and, which is a one-shot kill basically. And, yeah, and, and the uh, and the, they were freshly dead. Um, the one of them, to fair they were this season, weren't they? Never mind that. Um, that's yeah, completely yeah. shot. That fear. Yeah. I was going to say like in, literally just came back to life. Literally, yeah. literally, because we we see Dolores head and little Lyanna um, yeah. come back to life, don't we? So. Yeah, so that that theory shot. It's nothing to do with him aging. <laughs> it's just that one bit where, like, I generally thought when the dead risen that, like, this could be where John dies. Like, you know, we could see him die. Mm. But then you remember, like, oh, no, it was Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, so he'll, he'll be fine. So, uh, <laughs> so take him well, we see Danny. She, she burns them all, doesn't she? She burns yeah. all the dead. And, um, and uh, I think, I don't, I think. It, oh, sorry, I'm annoyed, a bit annoyed at that bit as well. Danny saves him, takes a load of them out with a dragon perches on the floor and watches him run off to the godswood yeah, yeah. and doesn't realise that like a million white walkers yeah. have climbed up the dragon yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like pay attention like we're in the middle of a battle <laughs> to be fair that, we've, we've jumped a few scenes there the, the whole being saved is actually yeah so that's there's, a there's bit a later few, on that there's a few smaller scenes yeah. um, one where we see like the lieutenants walking into Winterfell yeah um, that's we see that scene um, and I say smaller but this one's probably quite a big one um, the, the dead start raising in a 
in the crypts. Yeah, um, right. something we all predicted sort of last week. Every, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they all have this superpower uh, where they can punch through concrete. It's, um, it's yeah, solid stone. It's, not it's a problem a, for a, for a skeleton fist. <laughs> it's that has yeah. decayed away to nothing. It's absolutely a thousand year old skeleton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I don't think we see much in the way of like. But fighting them at this point, they're just kind of breaking out and people are screaming yeah. and running away. Again, I'm being a bit, I know I'm being dead nitpicky, but just the geography of this, like, they've made it clear that there were white walkers in the crypt. Like, Varys just sat off to one side, not bothered. It's just like, oh, they're fighting over there. It's like, I don't know, it just the threat just doesn't yeah, seem yeah. to be there. It doesn't seem to be there, kind of thing. The, the, yeah, the crypt scene almost felt like it. There's a few nice moments that I think we'll get up to in the crypt scene, but like it just before the dead start rising in the crypt, there's the classic tropeific scene of they're all there in the crypt and then the last surviving people outside start banging on the door yeah, asking yeah, to be yeah. let in. That's in every sort of film. That is and, uh, I felt like that is like, oh, you know, I guess you've got to include it. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think there was like a bit a while ago, um, which we've missed as well. Um, it was, it was, it was kind of a, uh, a throwaway comment almost from uh, Miss Sandy. Um, they basically, yeah, it was back when Sansa was talking about uh, being married to Tyrion and stuff. Was it was it that far back? Yeah, because uh, she said she couldn't be married to him because of his oh, because the allegiance to the yeah, divided Queen. divided allegiance, and then I, she says, yeah, you know, there wouldn't be an issue because you'd all be dead anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, um, follow the good the Dragon Queens. Been, I know, you right? know <laughs> half her army suicide charge, other half <laughs> army left to die outside. She jumped the gun and flew off to try and yeah. find the Night King. Um, next scene is actually Danny saving John, surrounded by the whites. Um, Drogon gets covered in the whites, um, like you say. She doesn't yeah. notice that they're all just climbing up because <laughs> she's got this big smirk on her face going, Go on, save Bran. <laughs> do what that was about. Um, Danny falls off of uh, Drogon at this point. Again, though, I do love the shot, though, where Drogon's taking off and it's almost like he's like brushing off fleas or something. You know, yeah, he's like properly just away. shaking himself yeah. as he's well, going that, like a dog. Um, Danny falls off and then, like, you just see all these dead falling on the floor around. Don't you? Yeah, um, I do like that shot of just Drogon just trying to really? scratch them all off, kind of thing. Though. And now this is the bit you've been waiting to talk about. Yeah, our Lord and Saviour Jorah Mormon <laughs> turns up. Jorah turns up, and he and he's and I think I think I think there's like well, a shot of a walker coming up, and he like beheads it or something. Well, uh, yeah, so he turns up. Yeah, there is a scene actually earlier on where he's in the courtyard fighting, and he sounds. He, I think it's when John's dragon hits the ground, and he hears a dragon. And he sort of stops, and then that's when he sets out, and then he's like, oh, he's going, he's yeah. going to, he's going to. I didn't pick up off. on that. Yeah, you, you hit, you, there's like a little pause in the fighting because you know Jorah's hard as nails. Yeah. Um, he's he's <laughs> hand handily fighting off the uh, the rights, um, and then you see him stop, and he hears it, and then that's when he starts moving. And yeah. He turns up, oh, lad. Again, I'm jumping the gun here, but we, we all know what's going to happen. But go back to Lord of the Rings. Uh, Joe, or should I call him Boromir? Yeah. At this point. <laughs> like, yeah, he takes a few blows. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did like it. Very, very good uh, Very good scene. Yeah. Um, like I say, he turns up and there's a bit of a fight between the Whites and Jorah. Next point I've got, it's literally saying, dead everywhere, everyone surrounded. I'm guessing, this, what I think what this is, there's scenes where it just kind of um, pans across everyone and like, you'll see Brienne and... Uh, and uh, 
fucking Jamie. They're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. completely surrounded. And they're still pinned against the wall. Just, yeah, yeah. You know. Literally, there's just a load of shots of everyone just um, surrounded by Yeah, then you lights. see Pod, who for some reason looks like, for most episode, he's got an obsidian machete for <laughs> some reason. Like, I don't know what that's about, but I'm into it. Yeah. And you see Pod, Jamie, Ren all up against the wall. You've got Tormund. Yeah. Um, like, I think he looks like he's on top of a cart or something like that, just fighting. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned before, Grey Worm is just... Grey Worm's just like out in the spinning open. Yeah, just, just yeah. spinning his staff around and stuff. Uh, Sam's just on the floor shaking. Still. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit where it's like, it glances over Sam, and I'm sure he's almost just like hysterical, like smiling and laughing. I think it's when John finally gets back into Winterfell. They do that, the, the shot they always do with Jon Snow where the camera follows him for like two minutes kind of thing. And he looks to, to Sam... And he's on the floor, almost like like the Joker or something, just manically yeah, laughing. Yeah, or I something. think that's a bit. Yeah. Running, so yeah, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, after that, I've got Tyrion and Sander in the crypt. So we, we see we see them two running away um, together, and they're like they're behind one of the yeah, they're behind one of the uh, the actual crypts themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, there's a little moment. Well, there's a weird scene this because I because they're holding hands and Sansa pulls out the knife that Ari go I thought. Hang on, is this a suicide I, I I've literally got, I thought Sansa was going to kill herself. I, yeah, that, I'm glad you said that. I've, I, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. I thought like either she was going to try and kill Tyrion for some reason or kill herself. I don't know why I liked it, but I was thinking like that, this is going to be a cool way for her to go out. Like if she just kills herself at this moment, like, yeah. again, I know I sound like a maniac, wouldn't that kind of thing? <laughs> but I thought that would have been a really cool way for, for like them two to just, end it all kind of things yeah. kill themselves but yeah it doesn't go that way does it no I think you see you see like a bit of a scene of them just running around and you see um, well yeah they run up don't they and then they, they turn a corner and then like Varys is hiding but with he's, a bunch he's, of he's there with a of kids and stuff yeah. isn't he so yeah um, goes from there to uh, John running this is this is the scene you were literally just talking about John is running away from a lot of blue fire yeah, there's a lot of blue fire um, because I can never of Viserion. Sorry, uh, sorry, Viserion's not turned up yet. Yeah, he, he's uh, running through. So John's still in like the inner Bailey. No, yeah. sorry, not the inner Bailey. That'll be the next bit. He's in the he's in the, uh, the outer courtyard. courtyard. Kind of yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, he's running away. Um, like you say, you see you see salmon stuff. Yeah, and he's um, fighting his way well, through. There's, there's a moment where it's like he's he almost stops and he's like he's going to go back and get Sam, but then he sort of like like. Oh, no, I can't. You know how many times? I feel <laughs> like he chooses to sacrifice. I know, I know he doesn't end up dying, but in that moment, it's like, I can't save you. You know, I've got to try and get to the gods. It's, it's, kind of it's thing. quite good, though, because, like, yeah. throughout the series so far, every, like, John's always been there to save Sam, like, mm. from the very first. Or at the very least, someone's been there to save Sam. Well, well, John specifically, though, like, um, in season one, I think it was, when you first meet Sam like he's literally saving him from like bullies and stuff you know what I mean like he's he's literally been there the whole time um or like you say like it might be like Dolores Ed or something but um this one time it's like yeah I've got more, more I've got a bigger fish to fry um so he runs on and like this, then like you say the Serion shows well, it's up that, that's that shot that two minute shot where the camera just follows John and he runs down like an, an interior corridor or something and shuts that gate behind all the yeah. whites yeah yeah Gets out into like the the next kind of area, but then Viserion lands on the wall, blocking the godswood. And this is again video gamey. Again, I know Steve, not got a PS4, but <laughs> God of War, the new God of War yeah, yeah. Four, whatever it is. 
John now enters God of War, you know, that scene where there's a dragon breathing fire yeah, right yeah, and you've yeah. got to stand behind the walls yeah, to avoid yeah. the fire. I was just yeah. thinking it's another video game. <laughs> <laughs> Go, uh, going back to that um, scene where he goes down the corridor, I love that. That that was all shot in one one. Yeah, it's like it? one two-minute take. Kind like, of thing, like, like, yeah. And, like, again, going back to the behind-the-scenes, um, it's shown you them doing it and, like, they, they literally, like, it was so hard to do because they had to kind of be running after him and then whilst he was, like, defending, like, well, fighting one of the whites, they had to kind of circle around him, him and yeah. then run backwards and 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 it just, it looked so incredibly hard and, like... I'm so sorry, Nick. It's literally just come to me. <laughs> the weapon that the fracker use... Oh, shit, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, nice try anyway. <laughs> nice try. Kapesh. It's a Kapesh. Ah, excellent. That's Very nice. nice. There you go. We don't <laughs> Sorry. We, we, please we, carry on. We don't need to bring that up next episode, at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and, and like, they, they were kind of going for this kind of shot where, like, the camera just got through the gate at the exact moment that he kind of closes it. Yeah. So, like, to kind of give you this kind of sense of. Um, like urgency almost kind of and, and it, I thought it looked incredible the whole thing like. but that's another callback they have a history of doing these Jon Snow one take yeah. shots a hard home they did it where the camera just followed him for yeah, like two yeah. minutes and I think the Battle of the Bastards at one point the uh, when it's all getting like really oh enclosed, when, he, when he's the, like uh, under the, the, yeah. the pile of people kind of thing yeah um, so yeah we follow him for a little bit after that um, Getting to the end now. Um, the Night King pretty much shut, um, turns up at uh, um, the God's Wood. Yeah. He, he's there now. Um, um, Can I just mention, I love the music at this bit as well. Like, uh, it's a long, slow kind of shot of the Night King walking in. Yeah. And I'm sure, they, again, they go to reactions of other people. And they have this weird, like, piano theme for the yeah, Night yeah. King playing, uh, which is really cool. Really cool uh, little scene. Like, yeah. Um, Fionn kind of turns to Bran and he says... And Bran's like says, "You're a good man." Like I think it's the first time he's ever been told he's a good man. But um, Fion gets told, said, said, "Like you're a good man, thank you." Um, I immediately got the- goes to his head. Like, yeah. just like, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I am a good man." <laughs> <laughs> I got the impression when I was watching this that it was a thank you for what he's about to do. I like yeah. I, I I I didn't feel like it was a thank you for defending me just now. I, I felt it was like. Thank you for what you're about to do. And as as you say, he literally grabs his spear and he legs it. Uh, well, imagine at this point if Theon turned tail and ran. That's all I wanted to hear. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> but I, I thought it was quite a cool little um, death for him. Like um, it, it, it got it, it'd been redeemed kind of thing. Um, I well, liked... I mean, he, he had a, he has basically a glaive party, doesn't he? Before the Night King turns up, where. Where he's resorted to using just the, uh, I think it, I think it is a glaive that he picks up. It might just be a normal spear, actually. Yeah. Um, but he's, um, he's always he's doing quite well, to be honest. Just defending yeah, yeah. Bran. It's the only one left in here, but I just think it's a bit goofy the way he runs in slow motion with the there spear. There is. Like I that. thought this as well. The way he runs, it looks like it's shot weird, yeah. and it doesn't look. It's sort of like really, the whole act itself is a bit daft, yeah, but yeah. the way it's done makes it seem worse. And he sort of almost really takes it everything that he's just done away from him in that I, one I, moment. Exactly, that's exactly how I felt. Like the 
We mentioned earlier about the Dothraki jumping the gun and like riding into danger. If I was a member, like you come to me, like yeah. come on, that <laughs> king, I'll take you up, I'll fight you over here, kind of thing. Yeah. But he just run, just charges him in slow motion with a spear and just gets killed in one blow. <laughs> he should have done it in slow motion. He should just ran normally. He might have had a better <laughs> <Yeah>. chance. <laughs> <laughs> that king wouldn't have seen him coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so just one final element that I do like about this. When you think back to like series one. You would never have thought that Theon would have been face to face with the Night King. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> of all the people to like come face to face with him, Theon would not have been my choice. Kind no, of definitely, yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah. But he he sees his end um, at the hand of the Night King. Yeah, quite quite quick. To be fair, um, oh, straight after that, um, it goes. Well, I, I, I believe there's. Um, a bit, a bit of a fighting scene with Danny and, and Jorah, but yeah, Jorah oh, yeah. being a lad. But, yeah. but, but, but we don't see the, the, the final, the finale of that fight scene yet. Well, there's a couple of nice bits because like Jorah's giving it what for, but it's again overwhelming odds. The back slits to fire. There's a scene where he goes down to one knee and like, Danny helps him up and yeah, he immediately yeah. gets stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> she's helping him up. It, looks, <laughs> it literally looks like she's pulling him in front of her. <laughs> like she's got him as a meat shield almost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the, the, we see we see a little bit of a, a flash of that okay. again. Danny gets a couple of kills. So I think she yeah. gets two or yeah, three. I, I, she I, picks I, a sword I did up, like the you? idea that like she's not just like a useless woman. She she she, she can kind of I mean, she herself. is cleaning up Jorah's mm. um, work. Like, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go straight back to the Night King. Um, oh, well, before that, we're cutting back to John again, aren't we? Uh, yeah, so John's, like, properly pinned down, isn't he? There's yeah. not much he can do. Oh, Viserion's, like, proper pinned him down. Because, yeah. yeah. obviously, like, the whole reason he's running, he's trying to get to there. And yeah. I think I think the episode is trying to... They're trying to make you think make that John's, John's going to be the guy. Because there's the moment where John's hiding, and he gets out, and he starts running, and then Viserion spots him, and he's like has to, like, yeah. hunker down again. And this is what I was mentioning before, where you see the amazing... It looks so good. I think like, it looks incredible. Because, like, yeah, it's like, it's missing, the like, the front lower half of his jaw. It's a, like you said, there's a big bit missing out of his neck, and you've got the flame coming out of his mouth, but spurring out sidewards as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's so well done. I, I mean, it's like... With the flame coming out sideways from his neck, I think that's like a really nice little nod and a little touch that makes it so much better. Yeah. Like it would have been one thing to have him look all messed up, but for like have, I'm going to say, have like physics that sort of makes sense in the world of Game of Thrones, actually applying to the wounds that yeah, the yeah. dragons took. Yeah, if I looked. I did like it, but again, like I just, I was just thinking like John is in God of War now. He's just like <laughs> stuck behind this pillar, can't get past. And eventually, he just stands up, doesn't he, to actually like and shouts at shouts him. He gives that a go. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's just after this next scene, yeah. which, so. which is probably the the big talking point for the entire episode. Um, so the Night King, we go back to the Night King and Bran. Night King just casually walks over to Bran, um, yeah. um, and and does does the uh, bad guy thing of taking his sweet ass time yeah very slowly reaching up his arm to grab yeah. his uh, sword so, which mean, he's not drew once in this entire battle yeah, as well we, I don't think he's ever actually drew that sort I don't of think he has he it? just throws his magic bullshit spears around yeah. and fist bump stuff yeah fist bump stuff <laughs> and, and whilst he's doing the typical bad guy slow-mo shit um, out of nowhere comes Arya um, literally out of nowhere. Literally, literally out of nowhere. <laughs> like I, I, it's almost like she's actually flying. Yeah, uh, that's when she just appears over his shoulder. Kind yeah. of. Well, there's there's a really really nice little shot 
where it shows one of the other normal White Walkers, and you sort of just see her move like in a breeze. Really? Yeah, it just cuts out, and you see her like move a little bit oh, in a breeze, right. and then it's Arya out of nowhere. Right, maybe. It's, uh, like, like, mean, like she just ran past him, sort of. I get, and I, I think it, sh- well, it shows that, and then that's when the king turns around. So it's almost like it's sort of a oh, hive no. mentality. Oh, that's quite like cool. it's ran past one of the yeah. white, uh, one of the white walkers, and then that's when he turns. And he... So are we saying that, like, because of like her training and stuff, she's quite? I mean, to be fair, we were shown earlier on in the episode she's so light footed. Like, she's very stealthy. Yeah, you know, like when she, do you know, when she's run away from the what the whites in the, uh, the library, she goes under the table. You yeah, know, she, she, like she runs and baseball slides, you, and you, you don't hear a single you thing. Didn't hear a single yeah. foot. So and guess- I feel like at that time it goes really quiet. Exactly. Just yeah, so yeah. it can emphasize how quiet exactly. she's been. So, so, yeah. so, so at this point, like she's obviously ran past the whites, uh, the lieutenants, and they've, they've not even noticed her there until the 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 Night King turns around just as she's about to get to yeah. him. And I think this is another throwback um, to probably the last season. I think it is. Yeah, so seven. Yeah. Um, <coughs> where where goes for the stab that he grabs the arm, she drops it, um, grabs it in the other hand, and. Stabs him in the exact um, place where the uh, children of the forest um, put the uh, the dragon glass. To oh, was it really? I thought it was more like the belly where, where no, she it's, it. No, it, I mean, going back to the uh, um, behind the scenes again, they said it's the exact oh. mo- um, place where the children of the forest put it in the first yeah. place to create him. I love, I love the fact that Arya is the one who kills him. Like I never expected that. I love, I love mm. that. I just don't like the way the execution of it. I just don't think it seems a bit goofy to me. Yeah, you could take out the Night King by running up behind him, kind of thing. But yeah, I just yeah. Again, I'm being overly negative, I, but I like. I know. I know a lot of people have a lot of issues with the fact that he just kind of kills like that. It's just just yeah. just instantly gone, like in episode three. And um, but I I kind of like it because they've kind of uh, they're basically saying, aren't they? Like it was bad. But he was almost just a distraction from the big bad who was Cersei. I, mm. I, I, I kind of like the idea that they're kind of saying like he was bad, but it's it's no Cersei now. Come on, I, I'm fine with the Night King dying. I just think they could have done it in a, in a more grand way, kind of thing. Yeah, it made it feel maybe. more like there was a point than just yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Than just you know, that's him done. You know what I mean? The, I mean, who knows? We might see more of it. I mean, we won't want me about. I mean, we might see more of the whites, but I I don't think we will. I mean, I, I think I they all just shatter, don't they? But for me, it was, um, I don't know, like, there's a sense of, like, we mentioned before when he, Danny tries to burn him with fire and um, there's, like, a smugness to him. There's, uh, I feel like there's a little bit of hubris with the with the Night King. Yeah, he, like, he just doesn't uh... believe anyone can actually kill him. Yeah. So he just strolls in. Like, uh, it would have tossed him nothing to have, like, his undead army just... Make sure every single person yeah, yeah. in the castle is dead yeah. before he went in. Do you know what it reminds me of and why I don't like it? Not to get back on Star Wars again, but people have called Are You the Are You the Mary Sue and stuff, which is like the Ray thing from Star Wars. But uh, a reason people hated the Last Jedi was the fact that they built up Snoke to be this new Emperor kind of figure. Yeah. Then Snoke dies, and it's like, who was Snoke? It doesn't matter. Yeah, and it feels like the Night King is Snoke. It's like yeah, he's yeah. been eight years being like, "Who is the Night King?" You know, how are you going to kill him? Doesn't matter. How you will kill him with a knife? <laughs> yeah, yeah but, so but I think just... I mentioned this before as well. Like, um, I can sort of more accept the idea of a Mary Sue in Star Wars, where there's something that exists called the Force. Yeah, it's literally a magic power that you have and nobody else has. 
that explains why. And Star Wars has already always, always had a Murray suit. You know, the original trilogy, it was Luke. Um, the the bloody prequels, it was Anakin. Yeah, There's yeah. always been like a Murray suit character, so it's more expected. But in this, it's just like, oh, we get it. Ari's really cool and all. Let's not just have a do uh, the impossible yeah. for no reason. Yep. Uh, any more on the are you killing the Night King scene or should we move I mean, on? I would like it if if in a future episode they did address the fact of who the Night King was. Maybe Bran finds out and is like, oh, this is what he was trying to do. I, I've got an inkling that apparently in one of the prequels they're, they're doing a the the creation of the Night King. I, I have an inkling they're going to leave the whole Night King story right. to that pre- prequel. The thing series. is, like, it's meant to be like the first men who don't really exist anymore. Because even the Northerners, they're more from the Andals rather than the First Men. Yeah, the Andals took so over, they? Yeah. it's weird. Like, the origin of Night King, it feels like it wouldn't even be related to anyone who's currently in Westeros at the minute. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, a wildling. That, I feel like they're more likely to be some of the First Men stock. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like this prequel, like, it, it's going to probably address everything that everyone wants to know now. Because... I feel like it's only going to be like a mini series. I don't. I don't. I can't imagine it being like a like a eight series. Um, yeah. Yeah. Show or anything. Maybe a one series and done. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just something just to give you all the answers to who the hell he is, kind of thing. Just think about that. It's crazy that Game of Thrones has only had eight series. <laughs> so much has happened. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? Uh, any uh, any more on the eye, or, or do you want to move on to um, the the scene that Steve's been itching to talk about all night? Oh, the highlight of the entire show. <laughs> oh, what, what's this? The, fine, the, the the next scene is we go back to um, Jara and Danny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, big Jara. Would you like to take this one? <laughs> so you know the uh, the violins start playing. So Laura lies down for his last time. <laughs> sadly passes away and Danny shows the only emotion she's ever shown yeah. in history of the show and surprisingly she's actually quite upset about something that's happened yeah, I think yeah. she's more upset about Jordan than a dragon dying <laughs> let's be I, honest yeah she shed a few tears don't she I think this was the most fitting death probably in the show so far to be honest because like like the entire show his his pretty much meaning for being is just yeah. to defend Danny and he's died he's gone and done you died that way like, like 1000 percent. that is Jorah's entire purpose is to defend danny and yeah you know what a way to do it i've, I've, I've like I've, uh, again i'm going back to the behind the scenes but um like i think like they were talking about how saying like um if if Jorah would would have chose one way to die it would have been that way. You know, yeah. it, it would have been defending Danny Lyons. So yeah. I, I, I 100% think it's like the most fitting death, probably. Like one little detail I do like as well, uh, when he's on the floor dying, I feel like he tries to get a word out, but he can't, you know, because he just can't manage it kind of thing and he just dies. He just instantly dies. You know, in another show, we'd have been another thing like saying like, oh, I love you, Daenerys. You T- love tell him, mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell Lyanna that I love you have to tell yourself. <laughs> uh, and, and, and as you said before, that's that's the end of the the moment. Yeah, life. house moment. Is uh, unless moment. there's one I don't know about, but I think that's uh, pretty much No, it. I don't think so. I think they're, they're all there because um, most of the moments die at the Red Wedding, which is why Liana is the head of the yeah, household. Yeah. Uh, because the two, the, the, the head of the household and his son are the two massive guys at the Red Wedding. He's oh, the right. guy who flips the table up mm. and like fights to the end. And they're like the Mormons. Oh, right, okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Any more? Do you want to talk any more on your your Lord and Savior's death? Or <laughs> just your moment's so cool. Isn't it? <laughs> Um, I like his arm is cool as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The outfit, I don't like it. I, I, I love that about the character, how like throughout most of the, the entire series, he had this the same outfit of that like blue skirt thing and that monkey shirt he wore. <laughs> but um, he, obviously he was wearing this quite cool armour. Yeah. Well, I think that's like literally his armour that he's just had forever, like yeah. just in storage. Because yeah. <laughs> um, well, we talked about it last week where um, there's the really cool scene at the end of like... Um, well, at the start of it, is that the end of series one or the start of series it's really two? Really early on, into with the Dothraki yeah, guy. With the Dothraki, yeah. after Cal Drago dies, and he's like getting dressed into his armor, and he tells like the nurse to stay in the tent, and he just steps outside, yeah. and he's fully armored up, and he takes on um, like all three of the uh, Blood Riders um, all with laughing. their Capeches. Yeah, they're laughing, call him Tin Man and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. But there's a really cool scene where he just takes a Capeche. And it just cuts down the Blood Riders. He's like, that's why you wear armor, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> It does have its advantages every now and yeah, then. It definitely does. <laughs> so we'll cut from there straight to the final scene of the show. Yeah. Um, which we see Melisandre. She walks out the gates of Winterfell straight, just, just carries her walk into the snow. Past literal uh, mountains of bodies. Literally, yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, she takes off that little necklace, which, as we previously learned, is what makes her look young, yeah. not like a decrepit old. With. It's like a glamour thing into uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's and you see like a shot of her from behind just kind of turn old and just, just buckle and die. I don't totally get this. I mean, I know this isn't how it happened, but when I watched it, I was just thinking like they've basically written this show and forgotten to kill Melisandre. <laughs> like it's like oh just have a walk out with the snow and die at the end. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I I felt like like as a way of Beric, this was kind of a she she's served a purpose. Yeah, yeah. I generally thought Davos was going to kill her. I I did. He it. follows her as well. Yeah, and I'm did, sure yeah. he's like ready to draw the sword yeah. or something like. Uh, yeah. And Davos hates her because of because of uh, what he did, what she did. Obviously, with burning um, Stannis's daughter, and it would give Davos something to do because he's done bloody nothing so far. <laughs> so. How he survived that battle, I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> Again, this is another scene where he's just watching someone. I mean, obviously, yeah. the battle's over at this point. I guess we like we did kind of glaze, glaze over that like when are you did it all the all the whites and all the Viserion and everything yeah. just shattered into nothing everyone's everyone's gone now but on the Davos thing when he stood there he has got blood smeared on his face and stuff so uh, he probably did a bit of fighting well either that or he's pretending to I was just about to say maybe <laughs> maybe he's a dead yeah. body and just be like oh yeah. <laughs> I fought so much <laughs> <laughs> don't call me the onion knight for nothing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it cut to black after that. Um, we well, see- there's the scene that there's another scene as well. Sorry, and it, that really bugs me. And it's when all the uh, the dead die for one of a better way of saying it, or cease to animate. Let's say that um, in the crypts where they walk out and it's like, oh, okay, so this was all pointless, wasn't it? No one's really died of notes. You know, some nameless villagers they've gone. Yeah. But a lot, um, a lot of red shirts died, but no one like as it's like work, the, the crypt. Yeah. It just I think we can get we're going to get into it as well, but it just felt like no one other than Jorah, who we knew was going to die in this episode, Theon, who we knew was going to die in this episode. Uh, well, not new, but guest. Yeah, yeah, you know, very, very well educated guest. I think the one, the one person we guessed who would die who didn't was Grey. When well, I said we had a trio of dead meat. 
we were like, they are no matter what happens, they are definitely dead. Even Grey Worm didn't die. I know. Yeah. So like, it's like instead we got Ed, which fair play to Joe, bless him, can't be with us tonight. Let's give him some credit. He did say the Loris Ed was going to die. I mean, die. I'll, I'll also give John the credit. He's he's said this since episode one. He's died. Uh, yeah, season. I thought episode one had died. But <laughs> 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 Two yeah. weeks behind with that, but <laughs> you're a couple of weeks behind. But you did you did call his death. I'm shocked. Brand didn't die. I. I I, I, at this point, I mean, I think we're, we're going to talk about a theory in a bit. Um, but um, at this point, I don't 100% see his worth unless that theory is pretty much true. Like, mm-hmm. you no, know I mean, at this point, Ivory needs to just be killed off quickly, or well, even with that theory, is true. There's no point. No, I know, I know, <laughs> but um, I, I, I don't know if, like, I mean, we'll go into that in a bit. The, yeah, the yeah, I, I've got. A, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, well, like I say, that cuts to black. Um, um, we can we can talk about the pre for the next episode first, if you want, and then we'll go into the theory and stuff. Um, it's 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 a very short. It's like they only do short previews, but it's it's pretty much just like a load of shot. I think there's a shot of the Golden Army arriving. Um, Golden Company. God, I'm getting it wrong now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting um, it wrong now. They got, they did he, got, do you have the, uh, the Ramid Paul version of them yet? Or? I don't think it shows anything in the preview of that. Okay. Um, but as you, as you mentioned before, we see... Uh, sorry, just in case no one saw the Golden Compass, that's a really good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know if anyone... No, I, didn't, I didn't pick oh, up on that. Oh, sorry okay. about that. I, I thought you were playing on the elephant's thing. At I did, yeah. No, so <laughs> the Golden, Golden Compass. Golden Compass. <laughs> it has polar bears sorry, in where I, I can I speak. Did, I mean... didn't even pick up on that. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. I just didn't see it directly. Anyone's place like, that's Mr. Mark. Good film for anybody who's interested. It's actually not a bad film. Yeah. Yeah. Should have made the two yeah, follow-ups. No, it, but, it, it was quite good, yeah. to be fair. Um, the preview, though, um, we see the Golden Company show up. Um, two characters that we we didn't see... Um, well, we thought might have been dead at the end of this episode. We see yeah, yeah. in the preview. So we see Ghost, who I didn't see come back from the Dothraki. Uh, when, when he ran on with the Dothraki, and I assumed he's dead, but the preview was proven that wrong yeah. and I'm not sure of the dragon's name Ragel Ragel yep. I, I, the thing is I know, I know that the, all, all the names come from like characters in like yeah. Daenerys' life so we've got Drogon from um, Drogon Drogo whatever his name is um, Viserion from Viserys yeah. interesting that's the, the bad one yeah it's, that's the mental one is a, is yeah. a brother then <laughs> Rhaegar for, for Ragel yeah which is Jon Snow's dad so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. her other brother actually Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's quite fitting that he he's like riding on the dragon named after his dad. She's got Drogon, which is Drogo, and yeah. like I said, the Mad One is the one that turned evil. So. That's quite the, <laughs> never never even turned. foreshadowing. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So um, um, there's like scenes of like um, an after war almost um, party. It, it again, um, there's so many um, like similarities. To Game of Thrones, to Lord of the Rings, like there's a scene where they're like in a hall, all drinking and having a good time, and and um, Danny does like a speech in the preview. This is and she's going like, "We're gonna rip her out, um, root and stem," talking about Cersei, yeah. um, but and she says like, "We've won, we've won." I, was, I think I might have caught the. I wasn't sure I ever saw the preview. I did because yeah. I watched a little bit of Throne Cast afterwards, and uh, I think it was so, on that. So, so like, I think she said like something along the lines of. Um, like we've won, we've won the battle for Winterfell. Now it's time for the last battle, or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's just when you said uh, we'll, we'll rip her out. 
Yeah, I, I really remember, oh, that's such jogged my memory. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing that. Uh, yeah, um, and it's pretty much what you'd expect to be happening. It's not any spoilers or anything. Is there any sign of what Jamie will be doing? I, I, I can't remember seeing any Jamie. Um, I remember seeing the slightest snippet of um, Arya kissing fucking Gendry. Right. I think it was that anyway, but um, it was such a quick shot, and then it it was just there weren't much anything else, of anything else to be honest. Cool, just one little uh, foreshadowing thing. Uh, Bron is still in play, mm-hmm. so hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, He's gonna I, murder the brothers. Yeah, yeah, all least uh, one of them. Yeah. Um, okay, um, that's pretty much the end of the series. Anything else you wanted to mention, or? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. Uh, can mm-hmm. I start? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> First of all, I'm kind of a bit uh, soured on theories now because, like, we had a lot of theories for this week, didn't we? And none we of them did. transpired. 100%, yeah. I feel like we're overthinking it, maybe. <laughs> possibly. The, sh- possibly. the showrunners are just literally I'd, doing I'm, it as straightforward as possible. I've got to admit, like, last week when we came, we came up with some pretty good, like, theories. And I'm genuinely, like, I thought, this is going to be class if they do this. Uh, but I was worried at the time that, like, they're not, they're just going to just. Do, the do it running, straightforward. Just do it very straightforward. And they have done, but I, I wasn't disappointed by it whatsoever. I thought I'd be very disappointed by just a run-of-the-mill straightforward storyline. Well, I think this is maybe what you were about a little bit before, John, where we were a little bit worried about sounding negative. By, like, no means that I disliked this episode. I thought it was an absolutely fantastic episode. Doesn't mean there's not stuff I didn't like about it. It's just, you know, as a whole, it's a blinder. Yeah, 100%, yeah. It is, and like, uh, as a first-time watch as well, you're on the edge of your seat, aren't you? You know, anyone, Oh, absolutely. Anyone, I mean, yeah. I yeah, literally, I was sat as far forward as I could, you know, <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. my hands underneath my chin, just yeah. staring <laughs> at the screen, you know, a little bit jittery, a little bit shaky. So I do forget sometimes how you feel during that first-time watch and how enjoyable it is not knowing who can die at any, any moment yeah, kind yeah. of thing. It's only afterwards that I start doubting stuff and nitpicking stuff and all that kind of thing. Uh, but in terms of a theory going forward... My prediction now for how it will end, I think Bronn will kill Jamie at some point and Jamie will have like a heroic death in the arms of Brienne or something like that. Then the final battle happens. Cersei has some like weird plan, like the Mad King did, to burn everyone in King's Landing, along with her kind of thing, to kill everyone. And Jamie will turn up out of nowhere and Cersei's like, oh my God, you know, what are you doing here? And it'll be Arya because he's died at this point yeah, yeah. and she'll gruesomely kill Cersei or something like that Maybe. for the same King's Landing um, like, well interestingly as well let's not forget that Cersei apparently has no problem with blowing up large parts of King's Landing <laughs> um, as she has done in the past true, she true. did just blow up she blew up the church basically yeah. um, the like well Sept of Baelor the Sept of Baelor yeah it's not even just there's no real analogue for it um, I guess maybe saying blowing up St. Paul's Cathedral would be best bet. While, Even that's while not filled right. with all, all your enemies. Like, it's, yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> she suck out all your enemies in one go, kind of thing, by doing it, yeah. Okay. Um, just briefly going on where we're on about, like, um, first watch episode and being on the edge of the sheet. Uh, sheet. sheet <laughs> um, and then doubting it afterwards. I also always. I almost feel a little bit betrayed um, because I went into this fully expecting, like, and granted, okay, I'm not saying that Fionn and, 
you know, well, I think everyone now knows how I feel about Jorah at <laughs> moment. I'm not saying that these are part-time characters and they're not, it's not that they've got bit parts. I expected more names to die. Oh, I did, I yeah. And I feel that. like the fact that more names didn't die almost cheapens the previous episode, which was just so tense and stressful and, and ominous. ominous kind of thing, yeah. And it sort of like did a really good job at suddenly wrapping up everyone's character arc and going, oh my God, no, these could actually die straight away. Yeah. You know, you think that happened for Brienne, it's kind of happened for Jamie. Um, like really important people. And you thought, oh, well, this, this could be it. And they just didn't die. And in some ways, Theon, okay, not the hugest character, neat little bow on his little character arc. But in some ways, I almost feel bad for Jorah dying simply just because like nobody else did. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Mean, yeah, yeah. Like uh, it should have been in better, better company, kind of thing. Like it should have gone out yeah. with a few other people, kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. To be fair, yeah. I definitely felt that in the crypt. I thought a couple of big names would have died in the crypt. Like, I, I feel like the crypt was utterly pointless. Yeah, I honestly like feel like there was no yeah. real need for the crypt. Yeah, yeah like uh, maybe even like virus. Well, definitely, I, I predicted virus would would die. Uh, to be fair, I don't see much point in that character anymore. Yeah. No. Because um, obviously he's he's a spy master, isn't he? And you know it's an army in the movie at the minute. There's yeah, it's hard to keep your spy network going. Just like the little finger thing, I feel like they threw little finger away when he no longer served a purpose. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, yeah. he couldn't do his whole political backstabbing thing because there's no politics to it anymore. Though. But then you say, but then he got a good out of nowhere death where it looked like he was playing the system. Oh no, actually no, it's a trap. You're yeah. you're now dead. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good death where his virus is just sort of fading into background. It's just like, yeah, exactly. He's just he's literally a, clinging on now. He's a bit of there. more, he's a bit of like a foil to Tyrion at the minute. It's you know, like, it's know, like a weird double act. Do you not think though that like maybe that's because they have got a plan for him. They have actually got more, like he's not actually finished his story. Like he's got one big more move to do, one more big move to do kind of thing. You know what I mean? Maybe I can't possibly not, think uh, what that would be though. Yeah, no, well, that's it though. Like they, 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 they like to try and shock you. Like well, with, yeah. with the I whole, mean, the, are you killing the Night King? Like they, they tried to um, dupe you with that. Didn't well, they, no, maybe. Yeah. Think about Varys. He was the spy master in King's Landing. He's clearly, well, you'd expect him to still have contacts in King's Landing. Maybe that's, you know, what I think we spoke last um, week and it certainly feels like the way now you know a ragtag group of survivors going up against the imp- evil empire to go back to our Star Wars a little bit <laughs> maybe it's Varys gets them in maybe he smuggles them inside maybe. the city he, he, knows knows all the, uh, he knows all the yeah. passages don't he yeah. well, maybe. oh I nailed think... it <laughs> there, there you go, go. alright right. don't even need to watch it now. <laughs> that's how are you he's got to get in to kill Cersei so, yeah. so, we, so he might still have, it. He, yeah. he might still have like a, pl- a part to maybe. play in like Joe I felt could have died and they don't really serve any more purpose as a story, and it would have been big and it would have been emotional. It's Gilly and Little Sam. Yeah, I thought Gilly uh, would have, would have gone. Maybe not Little Sam, but Gilly. Yeah. I know. Like, that, I feel like that would have been. She's not a critical character, like, but of, he's still a well loved character. Out yeah. of all the characters left in it, like she's not exactly one that has. You can't imagine any part. Like Varys, for example, Like you can see that he could potentially have yeah. like a part yeah. to play, but. What possibly could Gilly have to bring to the table at this point now? Apart from potentially little Sam becoming a fucking king of the seven <laughs> um, kingdoms or something. Like, the, the, like if that happens, by the way, I'll be disappointed. But mm. keep forgetting that like, little Sam is an incest baby, isn't he? Yeah, from Craster. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Craster's Keith. Wow, yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, just one other thing on the Night King being completely pointless. 
what was all the thing with turning babies into White Walkers? Like, oh gosh, yeah. You know what I mean? Looking back at it now, what? what yeah, no, there's, there's no like? point in it. There was just yeah. no no end. There's just no I, reason for it. Well, there you go. That's how little point it had is. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, because yeah, Craster was sacrificing all the males. Yeah, to, to know what the White Walkers. Weird. In, in the again, not to keep comparing it to the books, but in the books. That element isn't there where they're not like an organized force, the White Walkers, they're just kind of like a shamble of zombies or whatever. And you fully believe that they are eating the babies in the book. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like an actual sacrifice to them. They're not just being turned into White yeah, Walkers yeah. kind of thing. So I'm just looking at stuff like that thinking, what was the point? Like, what was the ultimate. Oh my endgame? gosh, yeah, because we had that really weird <clears throat> scene where the Night King turned the baby into a baby White Walker. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. I had a big that issue with that. weird. Is that when you think about that logically, that's not in the books or anything, that whole White Walker baby. No, thing. I don't recall it. Uh, the White Walkers must have, like, a White Walker crash where they've got all these little babies knocking around. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what possible use would they have yeah. for a baby White Walker? Like, I mean, that's the point. Like, because, I mean, ha- ha- how quickly would they grow up? Well, what? yeah, I was about to say that. Like, how quickly did they age? Because, yeah. you know, with the rest of the stuff, is like, well, they're, they're dead, so they wouldn't age anymore. Yeah, they don't age, exactly, do they? So. Yeah. I just don't get the point of it. So they've like just got, like you said, they've just got a little crash with a load of baby White Walkers. Yeah, like nurses. Oh my God, is there like a whole army of baby White Walkers? You'll never see their dad again. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the next uh, the next series, them like getting revenge for the, uh, <laughs> the dad. The curse of the toddlers. <laughs> oh, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a little baby Sam as the leader of uh, like oh, seven maybe, yeah. kingdoms and then it's going to be a lot of baby white walkers coming <laughs> towards him so it's going to be like a little baby version of Game of Thrones <laughs> baby Sam <laughs> there's a there's a big thing that's obviously we've Night King's now dead um, and for all intents and purposes the threat of the army of death the army of the dead is over there's one whole big thing that's happened now because of this and this episode three victory the South hasn't saw the Army of Dead. True. At all. They had that one White Walker, didn't they? They, they, had, they had one... Well, it wasn't even a White Walker. It was just a right. It yeah, was just a yeah. reanimated corpse. That's yeah. And it, don't forget, only Cersei and her court like saw that, that saw that. So, like, the South, I couldn't believe this... I, I was thinking this, like, like... Far-fetched story about an army of dead people from yeah. the North. They're just going to think it's just... Those northerners. No, exactly. When they get a raven from Winterfell now saying, uh, don't worry, Cersei, we killed the, the, the Night's King for you. She'll be like, yeah, sure you did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, mean I, mean, I feel like she did She did believe it, though, Cersei, didn't she? She did maybe. believe it, but she was just like, well, if I leave them to do it, then I can just pick off the, the remaining. I mean, she's, she's the big I've, winner from all this, isn't she? Well, so. I, feel, I feel like Cersei's plan's working. Like, yeah. Danny, I mean. Daenerys doesn't have an army anymore, yeah. apparently apart from dragons, but I mean, like all the Unsullied are pretty much dead. And they were her yeah. trump card. That, yeah. The, as we found out in this episode, the Unsullied were the heroes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's no Dothraki, there's no Unsullied. Yeah. Um, it's literally just a, a ragtag group of survivors in Winterfell. So what what, what possible chance have they got now? Can I throw a curveball out there, like a really geeky curveball? In the books, the Golden Company are founded by a guy called something Blackfire, and the Blackfires are a cadet house of the Targaryens. And in the books, they're actually fighting for Aegon Targaryen, which makes people think that he's a Blackfire, but that's totally just a book thing, that. Yeah. But in the show, I feel like when the Golden Company realise they're fighting a Targaryen, if they do the whole thing of the Golden Company were founded by the Targaryen slash Blackfires, 
they might switch allegiance or something, maybe you know, just something like that. Like uh, they would fight for Daenerys, but I don't think I don't think the shows that. Well, in the book, you've got the whole young Griff storyline. Who is Aegon Targaryen? Who is Aegon Targaryen? Yeah. Um, So he's literally there. He's got Elder Griff, who's like, is it? Is it? um, John Connington is called. John Connington, yeah. yeah. And is it? Griffin Keep or something like that, yeah, where he's right, from. Yeah. Which I don't think they ever really say. Is that meant to be part of the Brathian lands in the Stormlands? Stormlands, I think. Is yeah, it in the Stormlands? I'm pretty sure it's never been mentioned in the show before. No, I, I mean, I don't even think it's ever mentioned in the book until conveniently yeah. the, the Golden Company rock up and hey, take it back. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not even mentioned until then. It's a bit yeah. of a, uh, yeah. a curveball, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's this whole thing in the, in the show that the Golden Company are fighting for Aegon Targaryen. Because there's a theory that it's secretly a Blackfire, which is who started the Golden Company. And I've just got a feeling that maybe that might play into it in the show. Like, Cersei's not as strong as she thinks she is, because the Golden Company might turn turn tail and fight for her instead. Mm. But that's a complete curve, you know. Yeah, it's a bit of a curveball. Thinking of the theories we have for this show that didn't pan out, you know, I can't imagine that one really coming to an end. I mean, it's a bit, I feel like at this point it's a bit late in the game, isn't it? To, uh, to like, just bring in a whole other... Um, what did you call them? The black, black fires. Black so fires. just in terms of like the fact that it's a Targaryen who founded the Golden Company. But, yeah, but that's, that's now it. fighting the Targaryen. That's it. Though, like, it, like with three episodes left, I feel like it's a bit late in the game to kind of just just mention. Oh yeah, we were founded by the Targaryen. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> well, if, if they'd done that, maybe last yeah, season yeah. or like, like the groundwork for it. But I feel but like it's a bit late now. Don't forget that the Golden Company are only there because of an agreement between the Bravosi Iron Bank and Cersei. Yeah. What if they don't really intend on honouring that bargain? Yeah, yeah. True. Because um, the gold company are just, you know, the Iron Bank's <coughs> basically army, really, yeah. for want of a better word. And she wanted elephants, and they didn't provide the elephants, so they've already shown to be a... Uh... Not true to the word, because I'm pretty sure she got promised elephants last series. I think she got promised elephants, but they do point out that elephants are incredibly difficult to get on boats, which I feel is a fair, exactly. yeah, yeah, fair yeah. point. Definitely yeah. fair, yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, fantastic. Um, any any more, or should we go on to talk about the theory? Go on to your theory, yeah. The latest hot theory. The latest hot theory about yeah. Brown. I believe you've got... Uh, I've got the uh, some of the points up, so I can hit you with this red hot Game of Thrones facts. Uh, well, I say facts; it's completely it's complete theory. <laughs> it's a hundred theory. Well, it does it does flow from some of the um, Gr Martin has said. Now, obviously, we can take this with a pinch of salt because the series has diverged from the books. But it does stem mainly from a quote that's been taken from him. I think he gave it with. Uh, well, let's just quickly, actually, let's just give it a shout out. We've took it from Reddit and it's user Don't Microwave Cats. Credit where credit's due. Let's yeah. not, you know, they've done the hard work. That, We're just, <laughs> we'll just take the fame, <laughs> maybe. Um, so it's taken from an interview we did with Time Mag- uh, Magazine last year. And it is regarding Beric Dandarin. Um, okay. Heroically met his Demistis episode. Um, what um, George Georgie Boy said was, he's not a living human being anymore. His heart isn't beating, his blood isn't flowing in his veins. He's a white, but a white animated by fire instead of ice. Now we're getting back to the whole fire and ice thing. Now, this is very interesting because it leads on to the whole idea that the uh, the Lord of Light, that's been touted by uh, Thoros a little bit when he wasn't too drunk, uh, mm-hmm. and Melisandre, 
that there is a Lord of Light, and that is the direct opposite of the Lord of Darkness in this series, the Night King. Basically, what this theory is pointing out is that Bran is, in fact, the Lord of Light, and that Bran has engineered... Literally everything. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, there's a few main points that they, uh, they roll out. Um, but again, sorry, just before we go into theory, the idea of fire rights is very interesting. So that would mean that Beric the Dannon is basically a reverse White Walker, for want of a better word. Yeah, Jon yeah, Snow yeah. is a reverse White Walker. Um, arguably the Hound is... Um, because he kind he of pretty died. Much died. Yeah, yeah he pretty much. And Uncle Benjamin, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Benjamin. Yeah, that's a a plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, th- I, th- I think the whole idea is that Uncle Benjamin was reanimated by the children of the forest, as opposed to good old cold hands. Yeah, uh, I mean? to give him his book name. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, so a few of the facts that um, uh, don't microwave cats laid out for us. <laughs> Bran is a powerful wag. He is. Uh, we know he can get visions of the past, present and future, and can manipulate the past to help save his future self. We don't know yet know the extent of this power. Obviously, that's mainly hinting at the whole Hodor, where he ruined that poor boy's life. Yeah. Just so he can hold the door. Hold the door. So, so he can hold the door closed. Literally ruined his entire life of 30-ish years just so he can keep a door closed. Yeah, to, to protect him. <laughs> to, protect, uh, yeah. to protect him yeah. um, from what? an attack that he himself directly caused. Yeah, yeah. What a great um, Lord of Light. Yeah, what a great <laughs> Lord of Light. Uh, point two. We know the Night King can reanimate the dead into evil, still dead soldiers, but this episode we are still learning he can manipulate snow and ice at will, sending a full-blown blizzard. Um, okay. It mentions this is key. It seems a bit out there at the minute. Followers of the Lord of Light believe that their Lord is always at war with his evil opposite deity. There's always a, I'm hopeless at saying this word, um, dichotomy. Dichotomy. Is dichotomy. It, yeah. There we go. Thank you. Um, <coughs> light versus dark, good versus bad, fire versus ice. Everything in this world has an, an uh, antithesis. I got that one. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, basically yeah. what we were saying. There's a Lord of Light, there's a Lord of Darkness. There's always like an opposite Bran, kind of thing, the yeah. Three-Eyed Raven. I, I, I believe this is, this is a thing in Game of Thrones lore a lot, though, wasn't it? Um, from what I read from the theory, it's it's almost like in Game of Thrones, there's always an opposite to something like... So yeah. if there's a Lord of Light, there's definitely a Lord of Dark. If there's, yeah. you know, that kind mm. of thing. If there's, if there's a Lord of the Many Faces, there's a Lord of the No Faces. The Three-Eyed Raven seems to be uh, the Night King's eternal adversary. He intentionally killed the original Three-Eyed Raven, and ever since, he's been after Bran. I'm not sure this is 100% correct, because I don't know if he's referencing the fact that he killed Bran's predecessor, which he did, but that wasn't the original Three-Eyed Raven. No, that's right. Uh, In the books, that that Three-Eyed Raven was a Targaryen, or a Blackfire, even. A Blackfire, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. Although I guess for intensive purposes of this show, maybe he is the original. Uh, maybe yeah, doesn't delve into it as yeah. much as the books. Yeah. Um, the Lord of Light supposedly has a purpose for everyone. Uh, cons- uh, everyone supposedly brought back by the Lord of Light helped Ar- Ar- Arya defeat the Night King. Um, yeah. This links in with the whole uh, Melisandre telling Arya that Peret Dandana has served this purpose yeah. Yeah. Um, after he saved her in the corridors of uh, Winterfell. That sort of makes sense. Yep. Um, Bran gave Arya the dagger and offered himself his bait. So like the Lord of Light, I think Bran has done recently also ultimately leads to Arya defeating the Night King. See, I like, I like the idea of this. I think it, there's a, a point further on where like 
the, the the dagger has managed to find its way right around bloody Westeros. It's yeah. managed to find its way around everywhere. And the idea, according to the theory, is that like um, Bran has pretty much orchestrated, the, even to the point where he's orchestrated his own like assassination well, attempt. I was going to say, this dagger started in an attempt to kill him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it comes from Littlefinger, as yeah, far as we know. That's... Everyone thought it was Tyrion, didn't they? But it was actually Littlefinger was, who, who yeah. did it, yeah. I, I just love the idea that like he's kind of orchestrated the whole thing, even like down to the minor details of like, you know, like Littlefinger managed to get the dagger. Um, we don't know where from, but like just he's managed to get it, and somehow he's managed to orchestrate that. Mm. Um, so it leads to the Night King is a lot of death, night and ice. He should have an equal opposite. The opposite would, of course, be a lot of life, light and fire. Um, the Night King is a physical entity. His opposite should be two. The Lord of Light likely has a physical presence, uh, presence, sorry, or a physical champion at the very least. Um, so is it they don't ever explicitly show any other being with the Night King's level of power, apart from Bran? Um, if the Night King reunited dead, as we just mentioned, uh, then his opposite should have an equal level of power to bring life. So that would lead into the whole bringing Beric Dundannon back from the dead, possibly bringing the Hound back from the dead, I'm bringing John Snow back from the dead. Um, Georgie Boy confirmed this logic with his uh, mentioning the uh, fire right, which is the quote that we mentioned at the start. Um, The Night King can manifest snow and ice at will, then his opposite should be able to manifest fire at will. Again, we can see this from the Foros made uh, Beric Dunan's flaming sword, but Sandri gave all the flaming Kapesh. And she lit the trenches. And she lit the trenches In the episode, I think it might mention it soon or not, but in in the episode, like, he doesn't seem to be able to do it yeah, at all. But then, like, um, it's almost as if someone else is like, okay, let's light it now. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So they, they, they've uh, don't make her cats as less inclusion that Brandon Lord of Light are working to sell us the same goal to kill the Night King. Yeah. Yep. So what do you guys think about that theory? What's your opinions on it? I kind of like it, and I feel like it does actually fit. I mean, for um, me, for me it, it kind of it answers lots of questions, and it also makes some scenes which are otherwise maybe a bit lacklustre, namely um, the, the eye of coming out of nowhere like it, it gives them a bit more meaning you know what i mean yeah um wh- wh- whereas like in, instead of it just being like um that the night king has just been killed randomly it gives a whole backstory to the fact that like eight seasons and even further back than that it's been planned meticulously by by the lord of light yeah. um in order to get Arya to that point and the night king to that point um for her to kill him at that moment i like the idea of it but in terms of the show i'm just totally done with theories like i i think the show is way too straightforward now to like indulge and stuff like this well i think we mentioned before the whole it's been written for the audience now yeah yeah. and i don't think the audience is really likes to draw up these theories but Ultimately, the vast majority of watchers are happy for it to be relatively straightforward, yeah. Yeah. which I think we definitely saw with just 
it feels like the uh, the complete antithesis of Game of Thrones to have so many named characters somehow survive that battle. Yeah. Um, just like it's just plot armor everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about the series where Ned Stark was a prominent figure in the very first season, and it ends the season being executed. Like that that that's the thing for me that I know I've mentioned it before, but the show started with this internal logic where. Ned, in, a, in a, any other fantasy show, Ned would have survived that and yeah, like yeah. rallied his troops and like won the won the day. But Game of Thrones is so like such a logical political show that he wasn't going to survive that. Whereas now it is getting into that kind of like Jamie and Brienne can just fight off a million White Walkers without a yeah. problem. Like it's yeah. like a, it's Lord of the Rings now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I, but in terms of like the, the theory thing, I don't think it, it could happen in the books. Definitely, the books could definitely do this kind of this this depth of like. Of theory, but in the show, this is a show that's not even explained who the Night King is yet. So, no, I, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't even, th- I don't think they'll. Uh, they'll no, I, I, I 100% think like, um, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sold on it. You know, I think, I think this might be correct, but I don't think the show will ever answer that. I've, yeah, I don't well, think so. This show has sort of explained who the Night King is. But I just think it's an unsatisfactory explanation. Yeah, the well, Night King was—he's a weapon. He's not like—he's not his whole thing. He's a weapon made by the children of the forest, and thing. it's literally just a random guy that they captured and then corrupted through a ritual. You're totally right. Like one of the negative reviews I read about this episode was, it said that after all this, the Night King is just a MacGuffin. He's just—he's just someone there for. <laughs> he's literally a tool and a weapon that the children yeah. of the forest made and then couldn't control. Yeah, well, 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 I'm thinking of some you know like grand scheme yeah, yeah. of like you know is yeah. a Targaryen from thousands of years ago who did this and did that. It's like no, it's just mm. a MacGuffin just to get killed. That's what, what one question for. though that that theory would bring up though is that like if uh, the Lord of Light can kind of transfer from one body to another, like mainly from the guy in a tree, whatever his name was, to to Bran. Can not can the Night King not also do that? Can can like if he's dead, can he can can we not also have? Well, I think this is what it's getting at. So they're saying that Bran is the physical manifestation of the Lord of Light at the minute. What's so okay? So the Night King was the physical manifestation of the Lord of um, Darkness. Yeah. So it doesn't mean the Lord of Darkness, for one of a better way of saying it, has been defeated. It means a Night King has been defeated. But, like, he, There's he, no reason why he can't. Then go. What if he then goes to Cersei? Yeah, no, that's what I'm it's, saying. Like, 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 can he can he not find a new host for lack of a better word? Kind of thing? But you just got me on something thinking about it. Then that's how the series will end. You think the one the day you think everything's over and done with, and the camera will pan to a little baby White Walker. <laughs> they'll be like, they're gonna rise again. They're gonna, it'd, <laughs> they're gonna come be, back. It'd be little Samuel, won't it? <laughs> and they have little, little blue, blue eyes. eyes. <laughs> There's just one more thing that the um, that I quite like that the theory explains, and we touched on it a little bit, but it just gives a uh, a couple of examples, and it's on about the magical abilities that Lord Light has and how they were all brand, um, and it supports us a few things, and we've, we've briefly mentioned it, but um, Beric getting brought back to life so many times by Foros of May. Foros of May, notorious trunk, <laughs> doesn't actually believe in his own god, yeah. Yeah. somehow is still able to bring back Beric and Danon from yeah. death over and over and over. Um, that's a weird one. Uh, the Hound surviving, except in Ray, which was remember. Um, is that Ian McShane in the? It was yeah. Ian McShane. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he mentions in the show, doesn't he? How like um, um, Hound was pretty much dead. Like, yeah. and, well, and he, he flat mentions in the show he thought he was dead, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he actually died several times. 
I was, do you remember in the books that that's all actually in the book? Yeah. But we don't know that it's the hound. hound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. covered in bandages and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Um, they just see like a big lad covered yeah. in bandages, he's digging. That's uh, her Brienne, that. Uh, she finds him digging graves in like yeah. a cemetery or whatever, like, uh, but she just notes how big he is and like yeah. the, the reader is led to believe it's the hound kind of thing. Um, yeah. We briefly mentioned this before, John, and it's um, John coming back. Um no evidence at all to suggest that Melisandre did it, um, which is true. She fails several times and leaves it, and then John comes back alive by himself yeah. um, overnight. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The trench, as we said, it takes us several attempts to get the juices going. Uh, well, like, like you mentioned, Thoros was very doubtful of his powers, and Melisandre ends up being doubtful, doesn't yeah. she? The, yeah. um, it's like she almost looks like she's starting to get annoyed in the trench yeah, scene because yeah. she keeps getting distracted by the rest of the crew cutting down bodies and um, stuff landing near her. And she's getting more and more aggravated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's only I think uh, I'm sorry. I think you mentioned Nick the uh, 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 zombie. He's jumping at it, and then that's when it ignites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kicks in like yeah. Yep. It also mentions um, Lord Varys hearing the voice in the flames after he's cut, um, which I think is when he got castrated, and then that's yeah. what's led him all the way to King's Landing. To he does tell who that story, doesn't he, uh, in yeah. the show about he, does, yeah. he hears a demonic voice or something saying, like, uh, the way that's written in the book is so creepy, like, <laughs> that whole section. Varys, when, you forget how weird Varys is. Like, he still has the magician that castrated him in a magic chest locked yeah. up somewhere. Yeah. It's weird. It's quite it sadistic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Varys is still alive and he, he survived he this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, unless you've got more to say in the the, the theory, I feel, I feel like we've probably, we probably, we have run quite a while for this episode, so maybe yep. it's time to wrap this one up. Okay, Absolutely. Um, fantastic. Um, would you like to give your email well the email address is yeah there. you can email at don't spoil the ending at gmail.com and i'm on twitter at taylor1980 i'm on twitter at dste nick i'm on twitter at jora is my bay <laughs> <laughs> even though it's dead you're not going to change uh, it <laughs> just because someone's died doesn't mean i can't love them yep, yep. <laughs> r.i.p jora yep <laughs> I mean, it's been a great episode. I feel, I feel like we've we've done we've spoke about a lot. Yep, yep. covered a lot there. So uh, a lot. absolutely. Look yeah. forward to next week. Yeah, Definitely. Can't um, can't wait for next week's episode. Uh, another, I think it's another an hour and twenty minutes next week. Oh really? And, uh, I think this one might be a short one. That well, it's it's, uh, it's only like eight minutes shorter. Oh, fair enough. So okay. like, because I know this is like this seventy odd minutes, and then we get two more eighty. Oh, minutes. you're right. Sorry, seventy right. minutes. But yeah. Basically, it's not much, Sean. It's not, no. Yeah. no. But, um, yeah, can't wait for that. So um, we'll be back here next week for um, that the, 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 the covering of, of episode four. Yeah. Absolutely. Made. Three left, yeah. Three left. Um, fantastic. Um, it's been great again. Um, thanks very much for listening. And Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Yep. Cheers. Bye now. Bye. I miss you. Be good to yourself. <laughs> Bye. Bye.